Warning, the Dub Talk podcast may contain language and subject matter that is not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, we will be spoiling all and every detail of the Scum's Wish anime, manga, and related media. So please be aware if you have not yet finished the series. And lastly, the opinions expressed by the individuals are those of the individual participants and do not necessarily reflect the Dub Talk podcast as a whole. Oh, and as a final warning, if you've got a crush on someone and they aren't returning it to you, please do not solve your problems by dating a person and having a fake friend relationship. Try something else like, I don't know, eating a graham cracker, trying out mini golf, take up skydiving. Just do something else to get your frustration out, people. There's no reason to tie people up in fake relationships. We cool? All right. Now, on to the Valentine's episode. What's happening, friends, fans, fam, and trash enthusiasts? Welcome to another holiday special episode of Dub Talk. This is the show where I get my cage crew together and we talk about the latest, the greatest, the trashiest in English dubs because it's a time for another Valentine's Day special. So I watched Fifty Shades of Grey last night to prepare. I don't know what y'all did. Did you watch an anime? Because who needs that? I napped. Fifty Shades of Grey isn't an anime? I mean, it is if you watch it in a certain context. But tonight, fam, uh, we're we're not going to get down and dirty like Christian Grey. Uh, We're not going to be very timid like our our good friend Anastasia Steele. Instead, we're going to talk about... The 2017 anime from High Dive, and I've been wanting to do this for so long, and it's finally time. Y'all, we're really going down to the bottom of the trash barrel for this one, and it says it in the title. It's Gum's Wish. Oh, boy. Ah, God, this is great. No, no, come on. No, uh uh-uh. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm drawing the line on this one, Gigi. Oh, God, are you actually standing up for yourself? I'm sorry, excuse me, what was that? (laughs) You're supposed to... No, 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 no. no. You refer to me as Mistress Gigi tonight. Oh, sweet Lord. I'm backing away. I'm slowly backing away from this. Every time we've done this episode, we've done this for six years now, I have been dragged into this dungeon through cream puffs and mm-hmm. brother incest yeah. and horrible dubs from people who lost their their memory talking squirrels talking fairies voiced by people whose names i've forgotten because that was so long ago sister <laughs> complex <laughs> stepsister complexes yonder the dog was actually pretty good i'm not complaining about that one but everything good else, but I say don't you fucking complain about yonder no that was fucking hell? terrible note to self i did what? not pitch that that is not okay no i'm sorry guys i'm sorry I'm doing something. I'd like to do something else this year, okay? I Can we please pick something mm-hmm. not tr- that pile of trash? Can we do something else for Valentine's episode? What will you give me? You know what? Hold that thought. Um, uh, okay. Um, warning, the Dub Talk podcast may contain language and subject matter that is not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, there will be spoilers for everything involving the canon series. Yeah, that's it. Um, The 2002 original series, the 2006 remake, the original game, and any other related media, both official and unofficial, that may be brought up. 
So if you've not played the game, watched the show, or know anything about it, and you don't want to be spoiled, just be on your guard, because that's all going to be brought up. And lastly, the opinions expressed are those of the individuals, and do not necessarily reflect the Dub Talk podcast as a whole. Oh, and as a final warning, if you end up encountering a bunch of girls who need help, just be aware that if you help them out, you could lead to a good ending, or you could end up with everyone in the hospital, people being really upset, people being left out in the cold, just all sorts of bad things could happen. Just be aware that if you take that risk, you are rolling the dice. We cool? Okay, now, on to the actual Valentine's episode. I think. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody! Grab your coats and your tayaki and join us for another episode of Dub Talk! It is the special time of the year, everyone! Grab your special someone or that special body pillow because we are gathering the cage crew together once again. And you know what? We've done a lot of these episodes for Valentine's episodes. You know, we've done mostly romantic shows and series that have uh, something of a harem element to them, usually reverse harem. Not that I'm complaining, it makes the girls very happy. But for this one year, just once, I was allowed to make the choice, because these guys were very generous, to pick something that's more on the traditional harem side of things. So we're going to go back to our roots. We're going to cover a visual novel adaptation, finally. Yeah, remember when we used to do those? It has been a hot minute. Also, when you were talking about grabbing our significant others and or our body pillows, can I grab my cat? Can I do that? Well, is the cat furrier than Andrew? Ooh, goo. They're about this. They're about the same. I would then I say. guess. I'd say that's a, that's allowed then. Okay, because he's sitting on the couch right now. <laughs> the cat or Andrew? The cat. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's, Andrew's in the other room because I'm recording right now, so... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I think Gigi's lost her mind here. I'm only making animal noises this entire video. Do, I'm channeling my inner Lenti and just gonna make <laughs> animal noises. <laughs> Except hers are good and mine are you terrible. Could channel your, you could channel your inner Moxie and make cat noises. Oh, oh. Oh, you you could be Lenti's cat, Moxie. Go, 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 Got go, go. his own ANN page. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the best. I love it. Does your cat have your own has has their own ANN page? I didn't think so. Dude, I wish. <laughs> Ash, I need to get you to voice some roles in Animu. <laughs> anyway, now that I've kind of spoiled it, where where are you dragging us, kicking and screaming in our handcuffs? And oh, this God. rope and put, gags. And our this cages. It's a long time coming. Although I, I don't think this is... The, this isn't your kind of trash, Gigi. This isn't the kind you usually drag us into. This is this is my trash. This is my kind of uh, hetero guilty pleasure. And that is... We're going to go to the world of Kyoto Animation and key visual novel adaptation. Oh, boy. It's, it's, one of, it's one of those... It's one of the legendary ones. This used to dominate the otaku sphere back in the mid-2000s. Probably not so much anymore, but back in the day, if you were a fan of anime, you knew about uh, Kyoto Animation and their adaptations of Air, Clanad, and the one we'll be covering tonight, Canon. 
2006. Boy. 2006. There Not was canon a... 2002. No, because one, that doesn't have a dub. Two, it was animated by Toei Animation, so it doesn't look all that great. Great. And three, and well, actually, there is no three. It's just those two things. <laughs> have you well. seen the 2002 version? I Absolutely have. not. Oh, boy. I okay, have, so... and I'm pretty sure that I got it confused with this one. Because as we'll go through this episode, I completely forgot about 26 things and thought the ending was like 75% different. No, well, 25% different than it was. I have never watched canon before in my life. This is actually the first time where I've watched the entirety of one of the, of one of the trifecta of key adaptations. This used to be my shit. I I, love, except for Clannad. I I all know how I feel about Clannad. Zero, I have not seen Clannad. And and, and I've only watched maybe like two or three episodes of Air. I never finished it though. (gasps) And and Air was just like, eh. Eh. To be fair, Canon is my favorite of the three. But also, to be fair, as most of y'all know, if you followed my YouTube channel for any significant period of time, you know I do not like Clannad. And I'm probably like one of ten people who don't like it. I have no opinion of Clannad one way or the other, but Andrew will fight you. But that's just Andrew. Yeah, you're not going to... You're not going to make... Uh, Gigi, you're not playing the algorithm. you got to play the game if you want people to, you know, like your channel. No, I'm good. She's sticking <laughs> to her guns, and that's fine. People that's love that. Good. That's preferable, actually. Be honest about it. I was honestly surprised that you that you called uh, this show your shit back in the day, because this, this struck me as something that wouldn't be quite up your alley. You know, like, I loved it. I have the art boxes for air, and I just, like, this was my garbage. Like, I wanted things that were very weird. I liked things that were very weird and with very cute characters. And this is very weird and doesn't make a lot of sense a lot of the it, time. It, but It does have a bit of a supernatural feel to it with all I, the, you know, the weird stuff going on but you know it was based on an eroge right yeah we should probably address that right now um so if you haven't heard of canon or any of the uh the trifecta we've talked about uh key was the makers of visual novels you know those choose your own route adventure games with uh scrolled text at the bottom and still images that also happened to be a hentai game and uh, one of those actual not for children rated games that had sex scenes available in them air had them canon was the first from this particular group so it definitely had them clan ad was a little bit different in that it had it was an all ages uh version of the game but we're not talking about that we're talking about this version that thankfully doesn't have the sex scenes this was made for television yeah and it also there were a bunch, like every other version of the game besides the first version, deleted all of the the weird the weird sex parts out of it. So yeah. this is pure. It is good. The only trashy things about it are I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out as we go along. I was gonna say something, but I'm gonna refrain. There's some there's some romantic routes here that you could probably chalk up to. Uh, well, yeah, it's a romance. <laughs> uh, yes, but there are some some characters who you probably shouldn't have romantic feelings for. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, 
foxes are not supposed to be that romantic. I don't care how attracted you are to Fantastic Mr. Fox. Don't don't add that to your repertoire. That's not <laughs> who I was thinking about. Uh, but my boyfriend did tell me there is a very long-running doujin for this anime that uh, I'll talk about more when we talk about some of the performances. So that's fair. Oh, oh boy. No, right, so with this, can I ask a question? <laughs> who the fuck are all of you? Because we skipped that part. Well, I didn't think we needed to because, like do I said, do we I've been need to by years. now? But well, let's do it anyway. Maybe our I mean, parents are listening. There, there, there might be someone new who's never listened to a Valentine's Day episode before. Oh dear God! I'm if so this is sorry. your first time, if this is your first time listening to us doing Valentine's Day episodes, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the... Uh, we're not going to apologize for anything, but uh, you picked a fun one to start with. Yeah. So we, we got here in the cage tonight. We've got Gigi. Ugu. Who oh, is dead tired and has turned into IU, which oh, is fine. No. <laughs> we got... We got Stephanie. Hello, hello. I'm very tired as well. But, but here a, I am. She will be our token cat girl for the not cat girl, cat lady for the night. There's a difference. I'll be Nayuki who likes cats so much, but I'm not allergic to them, so I can actually pet them. <laughs> That's good. That'd be, that would make for a very unfortunate audio performance. And I am Noah Clue, and uh, I'm going to be the token smart alecky guy who forgot everyone seven years ago and has to remember everyone throughout this game. How I mean, show. dare you forget everybody? How, How dare? No a clue. This is a weird show indeed because, okay, so the, the concept of the show is uh, the character of Yuichi uh, moves to a town that his relatives live in and it's a hilly, it's up in the hills, it's a snow-covered town that he's going to be going to high school at. Uh, the thing is, though, he came here uh, many years ago as a kid. It was kind of like where his family came during vacation, so he has some memories of it, but he's forgotten quite a bit of it, including a lot of the people who live in the town. But as the show goes along and he interacts with more of the characters, including his cousin, uh, childhood friends, possible supernatural foxes, and other characters throughout the show, he gradually remembers the unfortunate events that happened many years ago, and he's going to try to do right by essentially becoming a manservant to all of the girls. Yeah. And in some version of the game, I, I, apparently he got he got laid with some of them, but that's not the version that we're talking about today. Can I also say one other thing with introductions? If this is, again, your first Valentine's Day episode, normally we have a fourth person here, but unfortunately, due to personal circumstances, she could not be here with us, so... Yes. We miss we, you, Megan. We love this you, one's Megan. for you. We Best love you, wishes, Megan. Happy Valentine's Day. We love and every you. day in between. Yes, we love you, boo. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know what I was expecting going into this, and yet here I am. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, I love it so here's much. The th okay, so here's the thing. So I was the one who originally suggested, hey guys, maybe this year for once we let Noah pick something and he be in charge of the Valentine's Day episode. Because we've tormented him for so fucking long. And the girls agreed. So we went to Noah and we're like, hey, why don't you pick? He's like, okay. It took him a while. And then he was like, I'm going to go with so Canon. 
And I'm just like, okay, I don't know what to expect. And here I am. I'm, I'm at a mix of like, Noah, I love you for picking something that's not entirely the brand of trash we're used to as a change of pace. But I also fucking hate you for mo- emotionally destroying my ass. <laughs> oh, right. I accomplished something this year. And I it's hate not even it. a month long yet. Thanks, right. I hate it. <laughs> But you can check this off the list now. You, you were, you know, you were under-servicing your otaku card by not watching one of the, the Kyo-Ant-Ni-Ki trilogy. And now yeah. you can say you have. And yeah. since this is the best one, it's it's all downhill from here. Great. Uh, debatable, but we'll see. I'd have to watch the other two. I, I, sorry, clan ad's good. It's just not canon good. Well, well I don't know. I know Andrew will argue otherwise, but hey, well, he, I'm just he, here at this stage. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to quote uh, Lean on Me here. The man's uh, calling me crazy. You know where he's calling me that? Out in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, you haven't seen that Morgan Freeman movie? Which movie is that? No one knows Lean what you're me? talking about. Uh, I'll show you that later. It's, it's a Morgan Freeman movie called Lean on Me. It's a good movie. I, I have not seen it before, so... Well. But you've seen this show, so we can talk about this finally. Oh, yes, I have. (laughs) I have words. So here's what I'm going to do to start out with. I'm going to go over to my shelf, and I'm going to grab my box set right here of the original release of Canon. But Uh, is it the Funimation version or the ADV version? Yes. I'm glad you asked, because it's both. It is (gasps) both of those. Because here's what happened. Here, here, here's what happened. Okay, so Canon comes out in Japan in 2006, 2007. Gets licensed by American distributor ADV in 2008. Now, if you know anything about ADV, who are unfortunately no longer with us in their original form, they went through a bit of a reshuffle in 2008-2009 and became Sentai Filmworks. And what happened was a lot of the shows that they were in the middle of distributing, because this was a time when you released shows one volume at a time, like four episodes of volume, until the whole thing was completed. So they had released one, two, three, four, five discs of the show, but the sixth version of it was not released under their banner. It was actually released by Funimation, because Funimation had inherited the rights to it, which is why the show is streaming on Funimation's website, and why the DVD version you can get nowadays is probably the saved version that's also got Funimation's name on it. That's probably the version that we have here because ironically enough how how um canon is currently in mine and andrew's possession is because noah so generously gifted it to andrew for christmas one year yay (laughs) so i was all set and i had i got to i had a version to watch it so (laughs) and the rat bastard still hasn't watched it yet no he was busy with work so he couldn't sit down with me and watch it so i made chris watch it And, made, he, quote, and he hadn't seen it before. Really? Oh, what did he think? We made fun of it the whole time. That's fine because it's a, it's a it's an odd show. It's a dating romantic show, but it's got a lot of supernatural weirdness and a lot of odd characters in it. It's true. So Very we should odd. So we're gonna go ahead and jump into the talking about this because we're gonna be talking about some staff members, a couple of actresses. Uh, a lot of actresses who you probably haven't heard uh, in anything outside of the uh, the Houston area, and a couple haven't done work in a couple of years. So um, get ready to go into the Wayback Machine for this one. Oh boy! 
And of course, we got to start with uh, the girl who directed this, uh, our ADR director, Kyle Colby-Jones. The girl who directed this? Hang on. <laughs> now, yeah, that's not, a new, that's not a name that you haven't heard of. You've heard Kyle Colby-Jones before, everyone. Yeah, this guy's been doing this stuff for a long time. Although, according to the credits, he wasn't yet Kyle Colby-Jones. He was just Kyle Jones back then. Yep. Yep. I don't know when he decided to add the Colby to the name, but it, same Why guy. Why the fuck not, though? S- same guy who uh, directed the Food Wars dub, who directed the Haikyuu dub, and tying it back into uh, Kyoto Animation's work, he directed the Air dub, which came out before this one came out. No, he did not. What a shock. I oh, know, right? No, I, I'm just, like, legit. Did he actually? Yes, yeah. he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Like basically, <laughs> he's the only. Did he also if you go backwards in ADV catalogs? Like eighty percent of the shows were directed by him. Yeah, they were, and he's uh, like I you said, he's still surprised. doing work these days. He's got, uh, it, you know, he didn't go anywhere. Did I? It, don't remember who directed Clanad. I have to look that up. But I, so no, it wasn't no, him. It, it oh, it was Stephen Foster. That's right. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> That's right. But uh, he. I was about to say it would have been great if he did the whole trifecta. Just say it. It would have, and it would have been a very different dub. Uh, we'll talk about the direction portion of it because oh, have I got words? But you can't oh, direct boy. without a scriptwriter adapting the Japanese into English. So we have the help of Kathleen Moyinahan, whose name I'm sure I butchered because I have not heard a lot of writing from her before. And Moynihan? Like, Moynihan? Is it pronounced Moynihan? I'm pretty sure if it is who I think it is. Similar to, similar to like fucking Bobby Moynihan maybe from like Saturday Night oh. Live. Yeah, you're right. It is pronounced I, it, that it way. Looks, okay. It looks like it's spelled the same. So yeah, similar. Yeah, that's the hard part is that I, I wish I wish credits came with like how to pronounce people's names. But yes, Kathleen Moynihan uh, has done a lot of other work for uh, ADV. Uh, stuff like uh, Kaleido Star. Okay. Diamond, uh, Diamond Daydreams. And she was also the scriptwriter on the Air TV series. Damn, so, Diamond ah. Daydreams would have been a good one to do. I Without own that. Pocket. I've never seen it. It's I, okay. It's, <laughs> it's okay. Is it as crazy as this show? No. <laughs> well, then put it in the... No, just toss it in the pile. We need real crazy for this. Like the dub for this show. He's because... not wrong. We do need crazy for this. Yeah, so uh, to talk about the actual directing on this, um, this is a weird... This is an odd show to direct because all of the characters uh all the female characters speak in moe <laughs> they speak in the language of moe dialect and you're not wrong it, it's it's like a dialect it's I, I don't know if like modern viewers know what moe is anymore because it's it's not really like because moe is so like normalized now like that no. is this this is where moe was kind of born Yes, yeah. you gotta you gotta think back to dubbing like back in the t- mid two thousands and like this was, this was kind of new for yeah it was new for the time that it came out honestly yeah it became a new genre essentially of anime and then it blew up and became oversaturated and then became a standard and I'm tired of it <laughs> I, I'm not surprised you are and I think a lot of people did too which is why it's not the towering force that it was in the mid to late 2000s. I think by by 2010, we kind of swapped it out for other stuff. But in this time period, we didn't really have an English, an American, I'm sorry, not American, but an English equivalent to it. 
because Moe is all about like cute sounding, mostly high pitched, uh, sometimes infantile sounding characters that doesn't exactly translate to an English voice. So how do you guys feel that Kyle and Kathleen did in adapting this for an English audience? Gigi? Uh, well, first of all, can we please touch on the fact that I'm sure this is partially a direction choice too. The mixing on this is freaking awful. <laughs> It's oh my God. really bad. Like, this is a show where if the camera is far away from whoever's talking, the dialogue is so, like, low and so, like, far away sounding that you can't even hear it. And I watched this streaming, so, like, there were no subtitles. I was like, I don't even know what the hell they're oh, saying no. right now. So, like, every time the camera moved, the volume levels changed. It's really bad. Like, I don't, I can't remember a time in recent years when I've heard mixing like this, but it is just terrible. Um, Stephanie, did you have a similar problem that you noticed? Because if you're watching the home video release, I'm I'm wondering if it's a difference between the streaming version on Funny's website and the home video version. I don't. The Japanese didn't have this. I don't know. Like, I mean,. I didn't but you watch could understand the Japanese. It, right? I didn't but watch the Japanese. Ask. I could understand it. Okay. Pretty, I think it was recently. I just Yeah, and so could I. So I I'm thinking it may be something to do with the the streaming version, Gigi, because I didn't have this I know what problems you're referring to, and I could understand the characters just fine. The only problem wasn't really even a mixing thing, it's that if you watch with the subtitles on, they cut a lot of lines out of the English. Like You'll have character if the character's face isn't on screen, but they're supposed to be saying a line like it was in the Japanese. Usually, they'll cut it. They just trim down lines that they didn't feel were necessary. Like so, here's this is typical early, and I say early by our standards dubbing kind of yeah, rules. because like it's because sure. like mid two thousands is where it's really starting to kind of kick in a lot more anyway. Mid to late two thousands, so. It's... Which is weird because the home video release has, like, all the promos at the beginning have, like, ADV 15-year anniversary on it. So this was well into, you know, their existence. It It's well into it enough where they felt like they could make a bunch of, like, joke throwaway lines that you can yeah. only, like, if you're paying really close attention, like I was, because I'm trying to review this, you'll catch mm-hmm. them. But otherwise, yeah. it's very very stilted and very character specific like okay so when sayuri is speaking she only refers to herself Uh, in the third person there's no way to get around that and that's a big japanese trope thing and they do explain it like why she's speaking in the third person but they don't explain it until like her very last episode so it's it's kind of it's kind of weird like that every character seems to have their own way of speaking which is like yes. straight from the game, which yeah. which is fine. Like do it from the game. Like it's it's good. Make it you know as straight as you want to play it, as straight as you can get it. So you're you're staying true to the game or whatever. Um, but then there are some gems when oh they know. Like I don't know if they ad lib some of these lines. Like they're. I hope so. I really, I really do. I but I also really hope that they like wrote them in, because like, oh man, like 
Yuichi at one point says, an ugu a day keeps the doctor away. And yeah. I fucking almost peed. I was laughing so hard. I was okay. like, some of, some of the sass that that happened in the show was great. I will say that. Some of the sassy lines got thrown in. Oh, thank you for that. Like, <laughs> it helped break episode. up the whole drama train that, like, literally oh, yeah. slams through the entire anime. Like, it doesn't give you room to to breathe. Like, in the game, Yuichi's supposed to be kind of, like, like a jerk. Like, not a bad jerk, but, like, a, a funny, sarcastic kind of jerk. Like... Yeah. More than the guy from Clannad, if you want to compare. But oh, no, no. He, yeah, he is, he's supposed to be, like, and this is not the least of which because they share a voice actor. He is basically proto-Kion from uh, Haruhi Suzumiya. Sure. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? Okay, never mind. Never mind. I don't know. But just, like, some of the, some of the lines, like, there is a line. <laughs> there was a line. With Makoto, and he was, Yuichi was like, play with the bells again. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, you just reminded me that in Japan, or whoever had the original game, like, people were fapping to this. Like, I was just like, oh, oh my, my god. god. Like, this, this, they weren't, come on. It's I had to ask. I was like, is this a turn on? Like, do you want me to crawl all over you and make little fox noises? Oh, like, if you pat Lord. my it's, head, it's, it's, will that real. make it you happy? someone's fetish. Yeah, I was just like, is this it a is thing? It is totally someone's thing. But it, I, it, it's, it's that moe, it's that that I want to protect you element. It, yeah, it's the, like, basically treating the girls like uh, uh, human-sized house, pet, house pets, essentially. In some I mean, cases, quite literally. I guess. I just, like, the parts that are supposed to be funny... Or even the parts that aren't supposed to be funny that end up being funny are really great in this. Um, and unfortunately, I don't know if this is just like a direction problem or just it just felt stilted because it's it's video game visual novel writing. But a lot of the, the female dialogue, if you didn't have a very talented voice actress who knew what she was doing it feels very weird and wooden a lot of the times and it, yeah. it kind of like it takes me out like there are shots that you can tell are straight from the game and i'm like okay oh, yeah. i see where this dialogue is going like cut straight from the game you make your choice you move on but yeah. a, a lot of the other times it's just like did we do this on purpose like, I know Mai is, like, very quiet, but does she have to sound like a robot? I don't know. That That's, that's the, this is the style at the time, says old Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> Five Bs for a quarter, we'd Four say. Give me, a, give me a bumblebee for, or whatever that line was. Yeah. Five oh, Bs for thing. a quarter. But the important thing was, I had an onion on my belt. Yes. Exactly. I mean, what the it's fuck? A, it, it's a product of its time, for sure. Oh, 100% it is a product of its time. And did it age well? Debatable. No, it did Debatable. not. There was one line in there, and I was Debatable. like, excuse me. Like, this kind of needs to be removed. <laughs> and I don't say that lightly, because I am not one to, like, censor stuff. But I, there was a line in there that had a word in there, and I was just oh, like... The I R or the S? 
Is it the R word? I missed the S. I got, I found the R and I was oh, like, Oh, they that, use the S. They oh, I, the I S missed too. that one. The R needs to use, go. Now it, it, that unfortunately that wasn't the only ADV dub I've heard that threw that in there. Um, but uh, to say, again, this Super is Gals. like a, this is a product of like mid two thousands where of course that kind of language is typical. For most dubs and people didn't uh, yeah. know any better. Yeah, this was like South Park at its prime, kind of. And of course, all all the lines we're talking about, people, all the sarcastic lines, every one of them comes from Yuichi. The mm-hmm. girls don't really get oh, like ninety nine percent of the lines are Yuichi's. The blonde guy had a couple. What is his name? The uh, friend Kitagaya. Kitagawa. He had a couple, but most of them are from Yuichi. Oh yeah, yeah. like majority of them are Yuichi. <laughs> And, the, and I'm gonna pr- I'm gonna praise the fact that they do they do know when it's uh, more dramatic to cut back on the jokes like they they not just the the direction but the performances and the writing don't throw in uh, jokes and gags when it's supposed to be really serious mm-hmm. because that would take it out of it right. they do but Gigi's right they ramp it up when it's a a comedic moment or oh, when yeah. the the lighthearted music is playing and it's like da 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 and then and you have like, someone being called a dillweed i yeah. wrote that down too <laughs> yeah episode two <laughs> that's weird a couple of times it's like why it, this is what makes me think like i don't think this was written this this feels like the actors just kind of messing around in the studio and they left it, it could in. be like, wasn't this around be. ghost stories time a uh, little after it. Um, little after. And it's, it's, it's but that was also Stephen dunk. Foster, right? Ghost Stories. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It was still ADV. Ghost Stories set the precedence that sometimes you can do whatever the fuck you want in the booth. Also, that was true. another one. That's another one where Yuichi's voice actor, who will we'll get to that guy, where he had a lot of ad lib power in the recording studio. Yeah, sometimes ad libbing's great, and then other times you get. Things that may not age very well. <laughs> no. In the, no. Like, yeah, it, it, like this, the directing and the writing on this is not horrendous. This is the mid-2000s. You're going to get what they give you. And for it being a dub for the mid-2000s, it's it's fine. It's serviceable. I don't mind it. Um, there were a couple of moments where I did get a, a little chuckle with some of the comedic stuff. And then I got my ass broken during the emotional stuff. Because, mm-hmm. like, yes, some of the voice acting in it is kind of wooden and stiff at points. But <laughs> they still somehow managed to land some of the emotional parts rather well. Which they is to... which is odd. <laughs> but <laughs> You didn't think they could do both at the same time? With some of the stiff and wooden performances in the dub... I was amazed a little bit by some of it. Um, but, like... Because, for example, Makoto's story. Makoto's story. Because I see that's one of the first characters we'll end up talking about. Mm-hmm. That story really hurt. <laughs> yes. That one not... really hurt. That was my crying in a corner... Yeah, same. Like route. I couldn't stop. That was my route. I couldn't yeah, was a, stop. That was your that was your crying in a corner, patting the ball around on the floor moment. Yes, yes. Yeah, because I mean, shake the bells. Because it's like for me, it, 
God damn it. Because, like, for me, it, it's, it just kind of hits on a personal level, really. That's why. With my grandparents and everything right now, like, it hits on a personal level. That's why it hurt for me so bad. Yeah. And I'm just, like, I'm just sitting there sobbing. <laughs> I'm going through, like, tissue after tissue, and I'm just sitting here like, Noah, I fucking hate you. Nora, I fucking hate you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a mess. Oh, yeah, bring it, bring it on, bring it uh, on. I'll take, take that hate. Like, oh, that hate when it, me. when, yes. when... <laughs> give me more, give me your energy. No. <laughs> like, when it wants to be emotional and really hit you, like, in your heart, like, in your heart and pulls at your heartstrings, it will do that, and the dub does that rather well. Oh yeah, but it as, was designed to do that, right? But as a whole, <laughs> like it's okay. <laughs> it's nothing to write home to mom about. It is your mid two thousands romance. Like it's it's the argument we have with Peach Girl. You're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. It's not gonna be, be for everybody. A hundred percent not gonna be for everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. Would you say that uh, from the way you're describing it that the parts are not worth the sum essentially like the individual parts are stronger than the whole i would i would like there are, there, there are individual routes. pieces and stories that i really really enjoyed like i love the makoto story i love the um the shiori story was probably my other favorite storyline in okay. this um but then there were pe like other pieces of it that i'm just like uh, it's okay <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i guess i i nah. but no I'm Watching this route and my, my tissue box is surprisingly dry. Hmm. <laughs> like I, I, I like another how, box. I like how they did it in this anime as compared to like Clannad because they go like route oh. by route by route. And this one they're all kind yes. of like intertwined a little bit. That's like, why I love this one more than Clannad. Yeah, me too. because they, they take the time to uh, show the different characters throughout the show rather than isolating them when one girl's main route is being focused on. Okay. Yeah. Again, this I, is my first key adaptation that I've watched in its entirety, so. Well, just think of it like Amnesia, kind of. No, don't think of Amnesia. I Unless love Amnesia. Listen, Amnesia's fun. Shut your whore mouth, Noah. Uh, sure. sure. Diabolic <laughs> Lovers. Listen, I that, do okay, like fine. me my guilty pleasures sometimes, all right? Okay, Diabolic Lovers. There's a good comparison. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yes. The, great comparison. Diabolic Lovers. And even though Clanad has uh, arguably, like, the the higher emotional parts, especially in the second season, which is uh, by miles better than the main season, mm -hmm. it also does suffer true. from... It, it suffers from having uh, the main girls kind of checked off one by one whereas oh, okay. in this show they're uh yeah the, they're the first batch of episodes every girl is featured yuichi interacts with them and so when and they're it's still woven the and they're focus, still kind of woven in throughout the story I, even after their route's done is what you're saying well not necessarily when the, their route's done because when their route's done they're gone they are either also... hospitalized or gone <laughs> makoto just makoto's gone mai's gone shayuri's literally uh, almost literally gone it's just a matter of before they disappear, they're pretty well integrated throughout the rest of the show. And they all come back at the end. And a happy ending. Spoilers. Happy ending for everyone. I will say, too, that, like, because they probably dubbed all of this at once, and I'm going to guess that they dubbed it in order because 
of the Probably. way that the home video releases came out at the time. Everyone does get progressively better mm-hmm. as the show goes on. Yes, that that I I will 100% agree with that that they do get better as the show goes on. I think as they were they were figuring out what the hell this show was as they were going along because there is no Amer- there's no English equivalent to this kind of uh, style, not just of voice acting, but also narrative. Because we, we don't have At the time, visual yeah, novel no. video games in America. At the yeah, time, you didn't really America. have that. Yeah, you had your fucking rom-com and high school dramas. Like, if you take your um, 2001 Fruits Basket or Peach mm. Girl, since we brought it up, is another, like, high school drama kind of thing. Like, you didn't really have many if any at all like visual novel adaptations at the time dating sims specifically correct yeah. it's like it, it was like you didn't have that and a lot of times a lot of the anime from my understanding a lot of it was based on mangas you don't you never really had that many like again visual novel or even video game adaptations mm-hmm. for anime at the time so it's definitely different uncharted territory it was a very brief time when visual novels were getting more adaptations, mm-hmm. soon to be superseded by light novels. Once Haruhi Suzumiya yes. and um, Shakugan no Shana took off uh, a couple years later, that became the tentpole that everything had to be, and is still kind of being adapted from. Yeah, and then you get the light novels that are full-blown isekai, and then it's And then game isekai over. takes over the world. And then and it's no. game over. And then the coronavirus happens, and now we're <laughs> the end times. Oh, great. The end times because of fucking isekai. Thanks, yes, Noah. Yes, there will be no arguments that's what on we're this. Blaming, that's what we're blaming fucking COVID on is isekai. Yep. Awesome. That's, yep. And, and with that, I think we should move on to our first batch of characters. That's the segue I want to take with this. Because <laughs> <laughs> speaking of getting sick, a lot of characters we're going to talk about have... Uh, what has been colloquially referred to as the June Maeda symptom, where they oh, get yeah! progressively sicker as the show yeah! goes along. June oh, Maeda shit. being one of the writers on this, who would go on to be the key writer for things like uh, Angel Beats and Andrew's favorite show, Charlotte. Ah, uh, yes, because we have yes. to have a jab at Andrew every time, because Charlotte exists. We still need to do that one. The weasel weaseled out of it. We're supposed to do that last year. I don't think he that, weaseled out of it. I think it just never came to be. <laughs> that's what I call weaseling out of it. But let's uh, <laughs> move away from the weasel and move on to the fox. Hold on, gonna hold on. I'm going to do one thing. Okay. Hold on. Hey, babe! Oh, Why? you snitch! You snitch! Hey, babe! Why? You know what we need to do? The Charlotte? Yes! <laughs> 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 he says, I know. <laughs> Put that on the list. I want everyone in the comments to DM Andrew, that's Mongaman9000, and remind him, hey, so, Charlotte, so Charlotte is that happening? I'm sorry, babe, you're going to get probably a bunch of DMs when this episode goes up now. Because <laughs> Noah just sent everybody to your DMs to tell you we need to do Charlotte. Happy birthday. <laughs> His birthday's in July! I don't care. So, we're going to move on to our first I'm, route. I had to game. do that. <laughs> So, like I said, uh, we've, we've broken up this basically into the uh, each of the main girls and their voice actors and any of the side characters who kind of fit into their particular route. Mm-hmm. The first one who kind of gets knocked off in the route is Makoto Suwadari, 
who is a mysterious girl who ambushes Yuichi in the shopping center and becomes kind of a freeloader in his uh, uh, aunt's house. But we learn a little bit more about uh, her mysterious past because she can't remember who she is. Oh God, it's another amnesia episode. Help me God. <laughs> Dude, like okay. 60% of the characters in this anime have amnesia. <laughs> That's you true. Have, you have fucking Makoto. You have Yuichi. You have Ayu. Every you have Mai. Everybody has fucking oh, yeah. amnesia in this show. God. That's a good point. Well, the first indication we get that that's going to be a running theme is Makoto finding uh, her home here because all she remembers is that Yuichi. Uh, she remembers him. Doesn't know how. Doesn't know why. Just she that, just hates him. <laughs> and he did something wrong years ago. And the only one who can help them figure it out is one of the students at the school that Yuichi and the other characters go to named Michio Amano, Amano uh, who only shows up during this route because she has something of a connection to what Makoto is through previous instances that we find out about. So that's why we're talking about the two of them together. Now the voices for these two. Makoto is voiced by Tiffany Terrell. Now Tiffany uh, has been in stuff for ADV and Sentai for quite a while. She was uh, Key in Monster Musume. She was Tamako in Deno Coil, which you should all go see now that Orbital Children is airing right now. I still need and to watch Deno Coil. Yes, you do. Too. We'll do that for next year's Valentine episode. You no, we it's won't. It's not a romance at all. No. About to say, not. you'll have to invite Jet to Aww. that one because I know Jet loves Deno Coil too. So. We'll get to that one. Um, but yeah, so Tiffany's been around for a while, including all the way back to one of the earlier ADV releases, Angelic Layer. She was mm, okay. the player Kayade in that one. And uh, Michio, uh, I don't know this voice actress very well, I'm sorry. Uh, Michio <laughs> uh, is voiced by, um, uh, what's, uh, let me try to pronounce it right, Colleen Clinkenbeard. Uh, who I don't think... That <laughs> because Colleen Clinkenbeard is a nobody and no one knows who the fuck she is. I'm sorry, I scoured the pages of ANN, I looked up IMDB, I, I just couldn't find anything out about this actress, so I'm, I'm sorry, Colleen, I'm sure you've done other stuff uh, outside of anime before. Oh, but, shit. Cheese! Yes. <laughs> to answer the question that Andrew was asking, yes, Colleen Clinkenbeard, you know, Luffy himself, is in an ADV dub as this one-shot character. Yeah, this was surprising. So, really interesting. Uh... And maybe we should talk about that, actually, because I think Colleen uh, has, like, this... Like, I know Colleen more for, like, her lower, sultrier-sounding characters, but in this show, she gets to have, like, a, a light and feathery voice because she's supposed to be, like, a very vulnerable, mysterious girl who knows about why Makoto is here and, essentially, what's going to happen to her. Oh, this so has I to be prior to Luffy, like, destroying her vocal cords. This has to be uh before Luffy, I think. Uh, when did the first volume of One Piece come out from I, Funimation? Give me a minute and I will tell you that. I don't know. I, I'm going to come to my shelf as well. Because I, I have the first volume here somewhere. What letter does One Piece start with? A one. What letter does One Piece start with? I think this is around the same time because... Yeah, it might have... It's either it either precedes her voicing luffy or she might have just been starting to voice luffy and therefore her vocal cords had not been changed at that point <laughs> because of voicing luffy right so so yeah but yeah i dug her uh not just her timbre in this but also 
she's got to say some stuff uh, kind of quickly because she's got a bit of an emotional uh, breakdown uh, related to she has a previous history with a character, a friend of hers who essentially disappeared. And in describing that, she doesn't mumble her words. Like, she articulates everything really well without changing her pitch. So to I'm answer, not surprised that Colleen... To answer that question, around. potentially, it is, if I'm looking at ANN correctly, 2008. Yeah, so the exact same year Around that the same this show year, came yeah. out. Yeah. The, the exact same year the, that the, this the, came the, out. The, the, blah, 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 blah. I can talk today, guys. Awesome. I swear, I can talk. Um, so, uh, so we're all in agreement that Colleen is well done, and she should keep doing this voice acting thing, right? <laughs> yeah, she's pretty good. You know, you know, she was yeah. in Brothers Conflict with like this same thing, I know. right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. She's the lead girl. Um, you, this is actually Where's like chocolate. I know, like one of three female characters who is really well acted. And yeah. and okay. I was I like okay so to be fair I somehow missed when this character got introduced and I was like when did Mai cut her hair this is Mai right like she's talking now <laughs> and like, change the color yeah I wasn't really paying attention because <laughs> I've this is the part of canon that I've seen like ten times because usually after Makoto kicks the bucket I stop watching it. <laughs> Because Makoto's my fave. She's my girl. Um, really? Yeah, I love her. Um, That's it. I would not have, I've not have thought that uh, this would have been your favorite character. But Well, oh, she's okay. my favorite girl. But yeah. that's my favorite arc is Makoto's arc. And then everything afterwards, I'm just like, I forgot com- almost completely about. Um, oh my god. But well, no, to- Colleen was like super good in here. And I think that... I'm sorry, I don't have a list in front of me. Tiffany, Tiffany. that we're talking yes. about, um, sounded really good when she was making the animal sounds, the fake what? animal noises, okay. and you mean the, near the end of her existence? Yes, or just like n- normal when she was going ar ar. That was like my thing. I was like ar ar, and then I was like gal gal, and I was like no wait, gal gal is a dinosaur. That's a dinosaur. We, we that is from air. <laughs> But it was it was our our and I was like oh yeah that's it right there and then when she was at the end like and fucking Yuichi was reading her Rose of Versailles oh, <laughs> and I, God. I was like when she was Rose of Versailles when she was making the little noises I was like yeah it fucking looked like Rose of Versailles that manga he was reading it was like, definitely it was Rose of Versailles it was Rose it looks of like Rose of Versailles which by the way I want to co- comment on the writing part of that there so in most of the show. The translation for, like, the food or the everyday objects is usually kept from the Japanese. Who in the hell in 2006, who was into anime, didn't know what a manga was? They call it a comic book in this. They did that a lot, though, in the mid-2000s. You'd be surprised. Manga wasn't very popular back then. I I don't accept that because, like, I'm watching the volumes of this. And uh, you know what was being promoted on the discs with this? New Type USA. And in every commercial it says, get exclusives like manga and but you didn't, stuff like that. But you got the manga inside the New Type magazine. Like you read the magazine to get the manga. You didn't go out and buy like the manga books like we have. No, but you... But you use the word manga. You don't call it. You didn't. You specifically Otaku call it Otaku used the word manga. Not like... Oh, you're... 
You're right. Not I, like I mainstream the... would be using Remember, it. they're trying I to forgot... make this shit mainstream in the mid-2000s. Yeah, they're like, what if we put this on TV? People who are watching canon, this show, this we're watching this. All, you got to remember, every dub back then was, how can we put this on TV? If we put yes. this on TV, people have to know what we're talking about, which is why they explained what Taiyaki was. Right. They didn't, though. They, like, they did. Didn't, they didn't sit down and... No, they didn't. They did. They, they didn't, like, sit down and say, okay, this is a pastry with sweet bean jam inside of it. They just expect you to know what taiyaki is. I swear they did. Maybe it was in, like, the translator notes in the Japanese Probably. version. Maybe. Probably. I don't remember. But that's how I, I remember specifically learning about taiyaki and learning about pork buns. from oh, yeah. And uh, yakisoku was a pinky promise, like, from this anime. Yep. That's another one too. Is they they don't uh, they call it a pork bun, but they don't keep the original name, which is I think it's called a nikamon. So they oh I wouldn't know to... what the hell that was. I um, wouldn't either. But so that shit's yeah, pork a... buns, boys and girls. So in the yeah, in the, the game, every girl character also has a food that's associated with her. Yes, and the food will like come back like through their whole. All of their arts. Because you have Makoto yeah. with her pork buns, Ayu with her taiyaki. Taiyaki. Nayuki Ma- would be with strawberries, basically. Yep. <coughs> um, Mai with beef bowls. Beef bowls. That's another one they translated. It's Giyudan. And beef bowl works just as fine. And Shiori has ice cream. Yes, Shiori has ice cream. That's why she went to the hospital. She just had diabetes. Oh my god. <laughs> no one. Well, anyway, yeah, like they have to. to Tiffany's performance. They got to keep it relevant. So that writing aside, like, I just, I haven't heard her in much, if anything at all, that I can remember off the top of my head. So I I will say that Makoto is my best girl, but Mm -hmm. the best parts of Tiffany's performance were when she was, like, leaning into the fox parts because... The human parts... I know it's a fox trying to to act like a human... But mm-hmm. it was, it was just very, it wasn't, it wasn't working for me. Yeah. I mean, God, Tiffany's performance as Makoto was kind of really rough for me. Fair. Like, I don't know if maybe it's because I didn't know her as an actress or anything like that, or what her range could be, or maybe the direction wasn't that great for her, things like that. Um, but it was, it was rather rough for me to sit through a little bit, but motherfucker, (laughs) again, her, her basically wasting away killed me emotionally. Part of it has, part of it is, because as Makoto is degrading into this fox-like, childlike state, Mm-hmm. Like it, like the 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 um the animal noises and all this f- other stuff that she was doing. Like I believed it. I've I actually ended up believing that she was slowly like losing all of her strength and she can't do anything. And yeah. I I believed it a hundred percent. And with her dynamic, especially with Yuichi. Throughout the course of that, just like it hurt. Oh man! Again, like it, it, got, 
it, it hurt yeah. on a personal level because it's like <laughs> I had my grandfather passed like over a year ago now and my grandmother is like she's 91 with dementia and it's like just it's mm -hmm. one of those things where you're slowly seeing like her like it happened right before your eyes and you can't help but like for me it didn't it, i couldn't help but like it hit me yeah. I, I, i'm betting like Gigi can like say the yeah. same thing as well because yeah. she's mm -hmm. dealt with it as well um, and so it's just like, motherfucker. <laughs> and, like, again, it goes back to the fact that I think that the emotional moments really do hit when they are supposed to. And yeah. with Tiffany and Makoto, I, that was definitely part of it, the seeing that her, Makoto slowly, like, devolving and degrading down into, like, this childlike state. Um, it really worked. But outside of that, it was kind of rough, buddy. I'm not even gonna front. <laughs> and I, I will say that the Yuichi dialogue during this arc, like, was the dialogue that made me fall on the ground and go, Jesus! I was like, please pet me like a fox. Ow, ow, all day long. Jesus, Yuichi. Come on, just pat my head and tell me I'm a good girl. Oh my, oh my god. Oh my god. He said something like, you must be cold. And I was like, oh, I am. Take, take me in your arms. Louise. And take he was me like, in your arms, somebody Louise. said, somebody said your hands are, no, the, Makoto said your hands are warm. And then Yuichi said, and you like warm things, don't you, Makoto? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought that up because in watching this 10 years ago, when I first saw this, that struck me in kind of the same way that Stephanie was describing it, like mm -hmm. a very... Uh, caring for someone who is gradually losing their strength and their yeah. mind and the emotion that weighs on me. In watching it now, with the knowledge that this was based on, you know, a visual novel and catered to an audience that doesn't have the most respect for women exactly, it felt a little objectifying. It, like, the, you know, yeah. it can be at times. you can have is a woman who is starting to, you know, I can't, she can't talk. It can 100%. She can't object. It can 100% be objectifying at times which is probably also why i'm kind of like ah, yeah. some of it. <laughs> i also know another role that this actor has played and so in my head i'm thinking of something else entirely and i'm just hearing his voice <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah yeah I'm are we cold. back to diabolic lovers again i'm so cold <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about oh shit I can't fault you for that mentality. Oh I gotta, God, look, I I've it. seen this anime, like at least this part of it, like 10 times. And so like, I haven't seen it though in about like literally 10 years. And so going back, I was like, oh damn, knowing the things that I know now, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to have fun with this because I know it's going to emotionally destroy me. Yeah. So yeah. when I can have fun, I'm going to have fun. <laughs> now, I did, I want to give Tiffany some credit for um, the non-animal parts because we spent most of the time talking about because she's probably got the most thankless job of the whole cast. All the other girls are insanely uh, docile in their performances, yeah. either soft-spoken or you know just very you know sweet-sounding. But Makoto is the only one who has to be wild and also vulnerable at the same time. And because of that, Tiffany gives her a lot of enthusiasm that doesn't match the pitch of the original. If you listen to the Japanese, Makoto's Japanese is a little bit higher 
than Tiffany's, which is in the more mid-tempo area. Mm -hmm. But because of the challenge of matching the animation and kind of watering you up for the emotional turmoil that happens after we've gotten to know Makoto after multiple episodes, I do think that Tiffany performed it the best that you could. It's not the same archetype as the Japanese, which is, again, like a woe-is-me uh, amnesiac girl who doesn't know her way around. Right. It's a lot closer to, like, a rich girl who is learning to live amongst the peasants is the closest uh, voice that I can compare it to. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, we, d yeah, we don't have that archetype that the Japanese had really in English voice acting or any acting at all. So it, it, it's a fair enough compromise that didn't make me dislike her. Uh, uh, in the, like, you know, the bratty, animalistic way that she acted, the, I'm gonna sneak into Yuichi's room and I'm gonna try to cut his hair or drop raw food or, heck, I'm gonna throw some fireworks at him, uh, which was very fun to watch when she <laughs> got her comeuppance. Ah, <laughs> so uh, yes. <laughs> I think Tiffany, honestly, I think she, she deserves way more credit than most people are gonna give her for this. Um, not my favorite character in the whole thing, but definitely the one that had the, I feel like, had the highest bar to clear. And maybe she didn't clear the bar, but she at least hit it head on. If that makes any sense. So, so yeah, Noah, what probably. does the fox say? God damn it. Oh. I have some here somewhere. Hold it. Let me, uh... Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> do I have the... I do. I oh, my God. Are here. you Hold ringing on. the fucking bell? Play with the bells okay, again. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's no. how I like it. Keep my instruments Gigi. in the room for this exact reason. Gigi, Gigi's a very dirty girl for bells, apparently. Apparently. I know what to get her for next year's Christmas. <laughs> well, now that we've... Uh, Why say we go from bells to swords, everyone? Because once, oh the, Makoto arc, once the Makoto arc is finished... We uh, move on to the next character who we had been interacting with throughout this. Uh, Yuichi uh, runs into two girls, one of whom is a demon hunter who sneaks into the school because, you know, schools don't aren't uh, famous for locking their doors at night at all. Those two characters are Mai Kawasumi and Sayuri Kurata. Both characters who are uh, basically become Yuichi's lunch buddies. They have picnics up on the top floor and have a very sad story because Mai wields a sword to try to defeat demons, like literal, actual demons, and Sayuri is her best friend, who doesn't know anything about this, but gets caught up in the crossfires because she's just a nice person. Mm -hmm. Also, Sayuri has a quirk where she talks in the third person, which we will talk about. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> it's very interesting. So... Uh, Mai is voiced by Melissa Davis, and Melissa Davis has been around for, again, a good while, and has still been doing uh, more recent stuff. Uh, she was uh, Kate in Red Garden, which was dubbed around the same time. Okay. Oh, I love She's that show. Sorry. I, have, yes. I haven't finished Red Garden. I started Red it a while ago, but I never finished it. Great dub. I, I, you should really watch it. I well, except for the mind. singing. It's not that bad. It's not that good either. I don't remember. It's been like 10 years. <laughs> okay, well, another sh a show that has no singing in it uh, is High School of the Dead, where Melissa plays the character of Rika. Oh, Lord. Which one is and that? I forgot which one that one is. 
Um, hold on a second. Is that the, uh... That's well, not the quote-unquote lead girl, right? It's a little pink no, one, isn't it? Yes, it's the, the twin-haired one, I think. Okay. Okay. I think. No, the, the lead one is uh, another voice actress who we'll talk about in a bit. Oh, boy! Um, but just to tie it back to uh, the the one of the writers for canon, June Maeda, uh, she's also Sheena in Angel Beats. Okay. I don't remember which character that was, because I've only seen Angel Beats once, and I was only so-so on it. That's more times than I've seen Angel Beats, but... I've never seen Angel Beats. Rika, by the way, is not the one with the twin tails. She is, like, the sniper within the police. Oh, okay. She's, like, purple oh, she... hair. She's, like, older. Oh, is she the, the best friend of the nurse character? I don't remember. It's been, again, ten years since I've seen High School of the Dead. I watched all these yeah, around the same time. <laughs> Yeah, we're going back in time here. I, I don't think Melissa's done a whole lot in more recent uh, dubs, unfortunately. So maybe this will be one of the few times we get to talk about her. It's probably also going to be the only time we talk about Sayuri's voice actress, Natalie Erninson, who has a very short list of anime voicing credits. Um, okay. She was Sumiri in Venus vs. Virus. She's got bit parts in Red Garden and the long-gone ADV dub of Gurren Lagann. Oh, okay. So if you've ever heard, but she's still doing uh, voice work, uh, just not in animation or really in a recording booth. She's actually more of a Broadway person nowadays. Oh, uh, you, gotcha. Okay. Um, our good buddy, uh, Stephen Sondheim, may he rest in peace, uh, passed away not too long ago. Uh, so if someone did an album called Sondheim Unplugged, Natalie was one of the cast members in that, where they basically cover different songs from his repertoire. Oh, she was, okay. Yep. Yeah, uh, Stephanie, you're a theater person. Have you heard of the song Rain on the Roof? Oh, shit. Which no. show was that? I think it's from Sunday in the Park. Maybe. Now I'm going to look this wrong. up. I've never seen Sunday in the Park that. with George, so I, okay. I'm going to look that up. Well, I bring that up because one of the more recent things I saw Natalie is doing is that she was on that album, and uh, she, yeah, she played, uh, to sung the duet Rain on the Roof. I don't remember which show it's from, unfortunately, but it, I, I'm glad to find that out because it's really a shame when, like, people fall out of the anime voice acting world because we want to know, like, what are they still doing nowadays? And now we know Natalie is working in Broadway. Now, to be, to be on the not uh, nice side. No, it's Follies. It's Follies. It's uh, Follies. Follies. It's okay, Follies. I haven't seen that not, show. Not Sunday in the Park with George. It's Follies. Gotcha. Okay, well, there you go. So she performed in that. Now, in this particular anime, bring it back around to the uh, Sword Girls show, I don't think that she was the strongest, and honestly, it's not because of the third person talking. It's a hard thing to pull off where she has to say, Sayuri, 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 over and over. I think it's because she's rushing a lot of her lines. The original voice actress for Sayuri was really high. If you switch over the Japanese, the voice pitch is like in the really high register. It's as high as the roof that they're eating lunch on. And Natalie's just not that high. It's not like it has to be, but because it was switched so much, it's a very different archetype and is just not the strongest performance of the dub. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, Sayuri, the character, is basically putting on an air the entire time, except for one episode where she tells Yuichi her backstory. Mm -hmm. And I will say, if you missed it, uh, girl, girl was not having a good time after her 
little brother died because her yeah. her wrist had a nice little slash on it, and I don't mean nice; I mean horribly. Had a oh, slash gosh. on it that they showed for one second, and then flipped the I frame. I didn't even notice that. I didn't either I until either. this time. I watched it and I was like, "Wait a minute!" I rewound it just to make sure. Um, oh boy! So this poor girl has been through the ringer. She's tried to commit suicide. Like it's. I thought her acting in that part of the episode was really good. When it was stronger than everything else, for sure. Yes. Again, it's the emotional bits that like really do end up being very good. But I mean, like the whole anime, her poor character is like putting on this thing, and right. it's it's hard. I guess it's hard to emote like that, especially the way Sayuri is drawn. A lot of the time, her eyes are like closed and like the happy u-shaped smiley eyes you know what i'm talking about oh yeah yeah yeah. so sayuri Uh is like a a lot of the time always appears to be smiling and happy and like um and very like concerned for mai's well-being and mai's happiness and all that because they're best friends and Mm um it you like to give people benefit of the doubt because sure you know, you could say, oh, she's faking it the whole time that she's super happy. But what if, she, like, you don't know. You don't know where their motivations are in the booth. You don't know the direction choices that they were given. Right. Um, but it, even though, like, the third person writing was there, it was just not not the best from a listening point of view. And Mai just doesn't talk. Again, oh, she- when my when my gets her emotional beats, like the ones where she's at the dance or the ones where she's like fighting the quote unquote demons, which are actually the demons inside. Oh, my God. Don't get me which, started uh, with this. The demons art. are actually her. That's that's kind of. I forgot this part entirely. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> It was her all along. Exactly. I was yeah. the turkey. Again, like, I just... She's... This is a very stereotypical Japanese trope um, in visual novels. There's the, the cold girl, or the cold boy. The one who doesn't talk. Like, yeah. that's a that. that is such a trope. And if you... You're very used to hearing it if you're watching subtitles and listening to the Japanese dub. But when you're listening to mm-hmm. the English dub... It just comes off like kind of stilted. I don't know. Like I can't untrain my ear to get deeper into the acting that's required for the cold character. Mm-hmm. As you know, when I'm listening to the Japanese, I'm like, oh, okay, she just doesn't talk. Like it is because what it is. I, I mean, yeah, we don't have uh, again. We don't have any. Uh, American television, movies, or anything else where character archetypes are like that because we don't have quiet, reserved, um, the same way that the Japanese do. Not then, and still not now. I can't really think of an equivalent nowadays. Like, the the closest I can think of is, like, uh, this is a bit of a stretch, but you guys are familiar with the singer Billie Eilish, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, I really don't like, I don't care for her voice. It's it, just the way she sings kind of is like, if an anime character 
with this same this you know the Ray Ayanami was brought into American voice acting. This is I feel like the closest that we could get. And I don't really uh, disagree with you about how uh, when she has to speak one word at a time, like the sausage, the omelet, honey bear. Like that was kind of like <laughs> honey lines bear. That was funny. That was, it was a little funny. But it's yeah, you're right. It, it's it, it. You have to suspend your disbelief a little bit to find it cute. But I, I her, just the emotional no. moments were good. Like I just like it makes it. I feel really bad saying, hey, 80% of what I heard was not that great. But this 20% here, like, you can tell that they know what they're doing. It just, it sucks so badly that they're stuck in these tropes and their acting has to, like, conform to them. The fact that there's a fuck ton of character tropes in this show, like, sometimes it's sometimes it's a blessing and a curse and in this case it's definitely a curse for this show because the fact that these actors are just stuck with the tropes and they can't do a ton to really like expand and give more personality because of how these characters are written in the first place so it's 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 kind of sucks because i i do like my Mai's an interesting character Especially she got superpowers, right? Because she fucking is a miracle worker, healing her own sick mother for God's sake. Okay, like, can can somebody please answer me this? Mai has healing powers, right? Why the hell yes. didn't she heal Ayu? Ayu, because that would have ended the show too quickly. But I mean, like, she didn't Be- know that Ayu was in the hospital. Like, well, he he. Well, here's the other thing. <coughs> here's the other parts of it. So. Mai probably doesn't really 100% know Yuiji's connection to Ayu, first and foremost. And second, after the whole Mai thing, it is clearly stated that her powers have diminished for a while, so she might not have her powers, like, her powers at full strength again by that point where we discover, hey, Ayu is actually in a fucking coma. But didn't she heal Nayuki's mom? No. No. She did not. No, they don't have no interaction after Nayuki's mom has the incident that we'll talk about. Oh my the god. Last... I got I got words to say about that. But the, the last the last indication we get of Mai's powers is and I, I don't understand why she did this, but you know, she stabs herself yep. and heal and heals herself. And then we have that whole interaction with hope in the field of golden wheat. And it, I, you're right, Stephanie, I think it's kind of implied that that's her coming to terms with her anguish and thus kind of letting go of her powers. It's kind of like in the book Matilda, not the movie, but the book where mm-hmm. once her parents are gone, her her powers, her telekinesis, has kind of gone away because she doesn't need it anymore. But didn't she heal Sayuri too? Like, I feel like she's just no, healing everybody. No, the well, only I, person that's outright stated that she healed was her mom when she was a girl. I think what Gigi's getting at is because in the last episode, everyone who's in the hospital comes back and all of them say, the doctors say it was like a miracle. That's Sayuri, that's uh, uh, Aunt Akiko, that's uh, Shiori. Everyone says, basically, the fact that I got better was like a miracle. But it's never really uh, stated that Mai was the one who made that happen. Because, again, by that point, after the whole Mai... Sayori thing, my again, she states that she's not going to be at full strength with her, with her powers for a while. We don't exactly know specifically how long that while is, which means 
by this point she might still not have her powers back. So... We just have to deal with the, the fact that the show is not the best written. There, no. there are some plot holes. No. <laughs> There's this some massive not... plot holes. Because you this are right, Gigi. Some... It's one of those things where it's like, Mike can easily fix this 100%. But, like, they kind of half-ass the reason why she can't. <laughs> because so... we wouldn't get as many sad fanboys if it was over, like, touch, healed, touch, healed. Fap, oh, hey, fap, 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 Yep. <laughs> jacking it, jacking it, jackety jack. But, oh my god. But uh, yeah, I'm I I think I got used to the voice acting with the knowledge that there's not really uh, an American an English equivalent. I keep saying American, an English equivalent for Mai's archetype. We've seen other uh, archetypes like this. We've seen the um uh dang, I'm I'm blanking now. Um Michelle Ruff as uh Yuki Nagato again in the Haruhi Suzuki yeah. franchise. It's it's just something that it's hard to play without being flat or wooden. I think this is on the better end of that spectrum. <sighs> okay, honey bear. Uh, me person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like the trope of Humpoko Tanuki. Oh Jesus. God damn it. The tr the the trope of the quiet the quiet stoic girl has always been a weird one to me cuz it's like I, it's very very hit or miss but my experience with it, it's like more often times than not, it's a miss for me. So. <laughs> but what about uh, like in her more dramatic scenes? Like, why am I always the one left behind? Oh, um, I love. Again, the more dramatic, emotional bits. Absolutely good. I like it. But like, it goes back to the conversation that Gigi was talking about not too long ago. Of like, because of the fact that these actresses are stuck with these tropes and they're not the best well-written characters in of themselves because of it it very much limits it limits their performances outside of the emotional bits the emotional bits hit where it counts they do but outside yeah. of that for the majority of the interactions we have with these characters it's it's not great because the tropes that they're stuck behind are very limiting you know I don't disagree with you. I'm, I'm just saying I don't think that anyone who's in uh, is going to be watching the show is going to mind it too much. Again, it's going to be hit or miss for some people. Yeah. I, I, I guess you're right. I, I, you kind of said this earlier too about you're trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Like this is an early, this was a late 2000s dub. Right. There's not really an equivalent to it. Uh, I, I highly disagree with you guys saying that they wanted to make this accessible for like a television audience because most of the writing in this and the translations for the Japanese specific stuff doesn't really lend itself to a TV broadcast. But as far as like making this accessible to people who haven't played the video game and aren't familiar with the archetypes that uh, they're basing their performances on, uh, I think it's as good as we could expect for this time period. I suppose it's just hard to say. You know. Okay, yeah. honey bear. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see how long you can keep that up. Oh. Well, okay. But, okay, so we go. No, no, that that's for later. We'll get to that. I fucking In hate fact, we're, that. We're, I no, love no, it. we're not getting to Ugu yet. We, we've got to get to. I don't like people who say things like that. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so we've gone through the fox girl. We've gone through the sword girl. Now we get to the little sister girl. Because if we're going to have a dating visual novel thing, 
We gotta have a girl who is the epitome of Onichan. This is my and boyfriend's is, favorite character. I wonder. I love I, Shiori. I, I actually, I actually really like Shiori. I think she might. I think she's the least abrasive of all the characters, and she yeah. might be my favorite too. I'll, I'll, I haven't decided. <laughs> I'll decide by the end of this episode. But who is Shiori actually? Shiori is a uh, is a freshman in high school. But we don't meet her in the classroom. She is out of school because she apparently has a cold. Make of that what you will. But she keeps spending all of her days in the courtyard of the school, and that's where I. Um, Yuichi. Sorry. Yeah, that's so that's where Yuichi interacts with her. They have conversations. He asks about, you know, like, why are you out here? Shouldn't you be getting better? And, well, uh, we, we find out uh, she doesn't just have a cold. She's got, apparently, a fatal illness, the specifics of which we are never privy to because when you write an illness into a Moe dating sim, you are going to die, but it's never going to be anything specifically. <laughs> yeah. Never, like, is it cancer? Is, yeah. it, is it diabetes? It's probably diabetes. It's June Maeda. All... It's June Maeda disease is what this fucking is. That's, that's exactly what it is. It is a, you are <laughs> going to die. You're not going to be too sick to be cute, but you are going to die. So yep. get ready for that. Yeah. And the, because she has a fiddle illness, her sister, Kaori, does not want to get too close to her. The emotional turmoil of getting close to someone and then losing them is too much for her to handle. So yep. she keeps her distance from her. Um, which uh, We're also going to talk about not just sister and sister. We're also going to talk about another classmate, Jun Kitagawa, who is the only other uh, Male XY chromosome character. in this entire show. <laughs> yep, because, he's the only other uh, one. This is another thing I really liked about this show when I first watched it was I, I, I thought harem shows were uh, too sappy because they had only one male character who gets all the girls' affection. This show twitches, uh, switches that around a little bit and gives us one other male character, but he's the goofball character who uh, it has no chance with any of the other girls, so don't worry. He's not going to. I love Kitagawa because he's such an idiot. That's, that's why we keep him around. It's why we keep him around. Yeah, absolutely. Look at that dancing. That dancing fool. We gotta oh keep him around. Oh my god, it's great. <laughs> Fucking love him. So, this is where we get into, uh, now, a lot of voice actresses here who you probably heard of before. Yep. Uh, Shiori is voiced by Maggie Flecknow. You've heard her before. You've heard her as Rinka in Nakaimo, our favorite episode of Valentine's Day episodes. Fuck no. you. <laughs> uh, everyone can suffer along. Uh, she's, uh, Marielle in Log Horizon. And to tie it back to another Kyoto animation show, uh, at least to me, I know her best as Shinka from Love, Chinobio, and Other Delusions. But you know where we know Maggie Flacknow. <laughs> as every fucking Otome game protagonist in Sentai's arsenal, i.e. Amnesia and Diabolic Lovers. Mm -hmm. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> Listen, let's be real no, here. No, I will not listen. I listen. don't like it. I had problems with that show. I'm still Oh, recovering. that show has a lot of problems, but that doesn't mean it's not fun <laughs> to fucking watch. <laughs> in a group, maybe. In, in a drinking game. Tell you what, if we get together again, we'll bring the booze and the, and the Amnesia DVD or stream it, and we'll have some fun. That's the only way you'll get me to watch it again. <laughs> Deal. Hell yeah. That's probably all the way I'll watch Diabolic Lovers. <laughs> ah! Oh, Diabolic man, Lovers really is a lot it, like, shorter right for you now. to get through. Well, wait, well, we gotta talk. 
We gotta talk about Shiori's sister, Kaori, who is voiced by... Oh, this is a name that we've heard before. Caitlin Glass. Huzzah! I mean, Caitlin Glass's repertoire is so large that if you just take your animation collection and you throw a dart at it, you will find something she's been in. Let me take a dart here. All right, uh, Junie Tyson, was she in that? Yes, she was Misoka in Junie Tyson. The right, let me try this again. What, uh, Skip Beat. Yeah, she was in, she was Kyoto in Skip Beat. Kyoto. All right, let me try another one. Uh, Free, Iwatoi Swim Club. Well, that's full of guys. Caitlin couldn't possibly remember that. God damn it! She was Miho in Free, Iwatoi Swim Club. Yeah. 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 Caitlin has been around yeah. for a bit. <laughs> yeah, she has. It, it, it's probably an indication of, like, what era of anime you started watching. Like, do you know her as an actress? Do you know her as a director? Or do you know her as both? I know her as do... both. I know but her as the best actress in this anime. <laughs> Ouch. Just, we'll ha okay. just saying, okay. Kaori is the best acting character, female character. I will. Oh, oh, okay, I was gonna say. I could won't she disagree. I will put a pin I on a, it. I, I, I won't disagree, but Kaori's not my favorite. I will. She's say not that. my favorite, but she is There's the best acted female character. But is she a better actress though? That, well, let's not rank the actors here, but is she more? fun than Kitagawa's voice actor, Greg Ayers. Oh boy. <laughs> I forgot about I him. Sorry. <laughs> How could you forget about Because Greg he plays Ayers. the exact same character in Clannad. And that is where That's forever true. I will know Greg Ayers is from and the best ah! blonde friend in Clannad. It's so, it's, I mean, it's hard to not make that comparison because not only is Greg Ayers Sunahara in Clannad, which is essentially the same archetype. It's, I think it's the identical character design too. They like look exactly the same. It, he's just a clone. They just cloned him from one show, like copy paste. It's, you know, can I copy your homework? All right, but don't make it look too obvious. <laughs> Boom, there's Sunahara. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, but you but you know Greg Harris from every other thing. He's Mon Monokuma in Danganronpa the animation. He's Koji in My Hero Academia. He's best boy Koyuki in Beck Mongolian Chop Squad. The man has just been around forever and has got a very distinct voice. And I'm glad he's, he's here. He's also because... in Love Stage. Love Stage. I, ha I haven't seen Love Stage, but I believe you. I'm sorry. You can what? tell me he's. I'm sorry. You I'm sorry. What? I can't. Can I can't. Honey Bear. <laughs> okay, Honey Bear. Well, we know what you're okay, getting for Valentine's Day this year. A fucking copy of Love Stage. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My backlog hey, boo-boo, you gonna watch some that. love stage? It's like 10 goddamn episodes. Is it, is it gonna hurt me? No. Is it gonna hurt my... No, actually. It's amazing. It, you're gonna find it very, very adorable after you watch I it. I find it questionable considering who's telling me that, but I'll, I'll believe you. Is it questionable because Gigi says it, or is it questionable because I'm saying it? Yes. <laughs> okay, honey bear. <laughs> Love you both, but... All right, boo-boo. You're going to get love stage. <laughs> yes. So on the, on the topic of the uh, voice actresses here, uh, I just want to, like, um, talk Greg very quickly here because the man can do no wrong. I, I haven't heard him in a show where he's turned into bad performance, and this is no exception. The only he... reason Kitagawa exists is, is fucking... 
a nice bit of levity to the show and also as the fucking butt monkey. Let's be real. That's he's what the... Kitigawa's here for. <laughs> he's the butt monkey and he's the only one who realizes that they're in a dating sim. Because you would think <laughs> yeah, that... Yeah, actually. Uh, uh, Yuichi is, like, is not hooking up with, but... It's getting chummy with a lot of girls in school Kitagawa really quickly. Kitagawa gets so No jealous. one else calls him out. Kitagawa is the only one who's like... You're right! Elementary oh, school girls. I, I, I think you're getting a little in over your head, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. We love yeah, him. I, 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 I love the guy, too. He's got uh, He's got not just fun parts, like in the, the dance scenes or the goofy scenes... But he's also get serious moments, too. Like, he's the one who finds the mystery item that Ayu's been looking for. So, see, he yes. wasn't around just for comic relief. Um, I'm very happy to see that Maggie Fleckno, for once, does not voice a wet paper bag. Yes! Claps in the chat. Claps thank in the you. chat. <laughs> Fucking thank you. Bag. Oh, my God. Noah. Oh, Jesus! I just hit my Noah. microphone. I was so excited. Noah, remember <laughs> amnesia, first of all. But What's that? Okay, honey Good bear. Good answer. Good answer, <laughs> smart ass. But two, Diabolic Lovers is another one that we need to get you to watch for funsies. Because That's we love funny. watching you suffer. Anyway. But there's like four seasons of that show, isn't no, there? No, there's only two, no, and don't talk about two. it. I need a season three, like, yesterday. <laughs> there's only two okay, seasons, so... so. And so it's actually shorter than your typical anime because those episodes are only like 13 minutes a piece. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. But See, that's all this podcast is, just an excuse to watch more stuff. Yes. No shit. Oh, God, I have shit I gotta watch this week that I just remembered right now. Um, oh, no. So anyway, uh, yeah, so, like, Maggie Fleckno... For fans of the Cage crew, y'all know, and ladies' <laughs> nights... Do? That yes. the grand majority of characters that she plays are Otome protagonists who have the personality of wet paper bags. And yes. Shiori has, that's her name right, Shiori, has a personality. Shiori. Holy shit, she can actually Thank act God. in this. She can't. See, this is the character who I think of, not uh, not Sayuri, I think of Shiori about a character who is putting on an act to hide their emotions. I mean, yes. you can say that, but at the same time, Shiori also has, like, once you know what her deal is, she's accepted that fact, and she's just like, I'm just gonna live my life to the fullest while I'm still here. So I don't necessarily think that, like, once you know it, it doesn't, it doesn't come off as, like, oh, it's just an act now. It's just her trying to, like, be true to, like, herself and just, oh, you know. Oh, but the... I mean, I, I think of it more of how she asked the question, was I able to smile throughout that whole party, that her birthday party? Yeah. Um, it's it's that she is pushing the happiness as much as she can, because she knows she's only got a little bit of time left. That's so fair. It's not, yeah, it's not That's that it's, it, she's faking it. Yeah, it's that she's more op, uh, optimistic is not the right word. She, she doesn't change. Like, she her pitch and her delivery doesn't change between her serious and playful parts because she's constantly trying to live every day as if it were her last. Gotcha. And I, I like that performance because it's it's the kind of thing that's so understated and hard to pull off. And Maggie definitely 
builds so well to that heartbreaking finale because she manages that voice without being, like you said, a wet paper bag. Ah, uh, yes. We here love our wet paper bag Maggie Flecknell performances. <laughs> you, know, you know, I said this in Nakaimo that I think that that was my favorite Maggie Flecknell performance, but this mm-hmm. is... It's my favorite Maggie Flecknell performance in canon. I just... I don't care for the character personally, but yeah. I mean, mm. my boyfriend really likes her. Like she's, I like Shiori. She's cute. She's, so cute. she's cute and all. I feel that she was overshadowed by Kaori in like every way possible, but that's mm. okay. You know what? Even if mm. she was putting on quote unquote, you know, an act, Shiori or Maggie's performance as Shiori was better at like doing that and masking that and still having emotion through the whole like her whole arc than all the, the other ones that we've just talked about. Like I feel but I feel that it's progressively all the girls are getting better as we go through them. As you go up the yeah. Rest. Like it's true. I, like not not the characters, but I feel that like the performances are getting better like now i want to be like well what if we drop makoto in episode 19 you know (laughs) how would that how would that turn out but i think that maggie got a lot of time to warm up to shiori's performance so by the end when she has her bff the box cutter in her hand and we're like, oh, oh God, boy. not this again. The BFF, the yep. box how many, how many Yo. people are going to turn to box cutter sand? You know how we have truck coon? Well, fucking these visual novel adaptations, the key ones, we have box cutter sand over here. Like, oh, what is, what is happening? I forgot that too. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Did it- how could you forget? Oh you, oh, you forgot that she had contemplated. Yes, I forgot. So by the time that came out, like it just kind of that just came out of nowhere. Like that was kind of really jarring for me. That whole dialogue part with Yuichi, and I was just kind of like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Okay, Honey Bear, we're gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna, okay, we're bear. gonna keep on trucking." I really just like though. I don't know how it was on the DVD release, but like the letter at the end was not subtitled. So I had to go and turn on the Japanese dub to see what the letter Oh no. And I was like, oh, okay. But at the end, like Yuichi says, happy birthday, Shiori in English. And I was like, okay. Like, that's cute. Let that be a note to people running the streaming services. Add on text translation for text without people needing to like switch to the japanese because people can't read the japanese in who are english speakers most of the you time you know i think yeah. it's the old dubs because the newer ones a lot of them have like closed captioned english yeah mm-hmm. subtitles on them it's which true. i love because like i'm deaf and i'm t- i'm not deaf deaf but you know like i'm i like to read them at the bottom sometimes i can listen to people yeah. talk all day and sometimes it kind of like blurs together not gonna front so when I can like see what you're actually saying, it kind of just helps me to to get into these performances better when I can like read the dialogue, hear somebody speak the dialogue and be like, okay, this is how the performance is. So between this, that, no subtitles and the mixing in this, it was, I was all jacked up. <laughs> now, 
I'll tell you, if I, I did watch the show with the subtitles on while listening to the English because I wanted to check for any uh, variations between the English and the Japanese. In fact, half of not half, most of my notes are just things that were different between the English and the Japanese. So if you did that, if you you know watched it with the subtitles on, you probably would get uh, you'd be distracted by a lot of the changes that were made. A lot of like not just the the snarky comments, but mm -hmm. like some of the Japanese colloquialisms got uh, translated to in dub, but not in the subtitles. Hmm. It's, it's just lots of little things. It doesn't change the plot, but it's definitely one of those things where you get more translator notes if you watch it in subtitle than in dub. I mean, right. I know I've watched this like at least three times subtitled only like before they had a dub. So maybe like all these little things I'm thinking of were actually like translator notes in the fan subs. Maybe. Could be. That wouldn't surprise me because like I said, they, they drop quite a few Japanese specific things in the dub. Hmm. I don't know. You know what they didn't drop? They didn't drop Caitlin Glass. They didn't drop... Uh, quote uh Gigi's favorite performance Kaori who uh I feel like didn't start out the strongest because they didn't know what she who was she was supposed to be at the beginning did anyone get like a valley girl vibe when she first shows up in episode one no. that kind of got dropped by the second appearance no I did not I didn't either I mean, and usually them. I get those right away but to say if anyone's gonna pick up on that it'll be Gigi usually I mean, maybe it's just compared to the other, like, Moe blobs in the show. It's like, Kaori definitely has a little more, uh, commanding presence. Because, you know, she's got her own manservant. So, it stuck out quite a bit compared to everybody else. <sighs> no. That's just Kaori just taking advantage of, uh, Kitagawa. Because Kitagawa is just... Very easy to uh, push around a little bit. <laughs> because uh, Kitagawa just will let ladies walk all over him. Let's be real. That, <laughs> almost, but that's true. But you, you were saying, Gigi, that uh, you thought Caitlyn was the best of the actresses in performance. Uh, I'm going to assume that you're referring to episode 16 when she kind of has her breakdown in the snow. Oh, yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. boy. Very good. That that was hard. That now that I I felt bad crying at that. I did cry, but I felt bad because you ha they did the stupid manipulative thing where you have the whole character of Shiori having fun with her, taking her out for whack-a-mole, getting ice cream yeah. and all that, and then just two minutes later, oh by the way, she's gonna die. You like this character? Great. She's not gonna be here soon. Have fun. <sighs> oh yeah, it's 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 great. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I think Caitlyn definitely uh, was the the right level of emotional and confident throughout the show. That it, it helps pay, it helps play up the the trauma of the sister's characterization. Because mm -hmm. again, something that I like about the show is that the characters don't the girls don't exist just for Yuichi. They have their own lives, their ambitions, their family that they're passionate about. And Yuichi is just a good friend to most of them throughout this. Case being, Shiori's main uh, interest is Kaori. So that whole vocal dynamic between Caitlyn and Maggie sells that arc of the show and is probably why, I, I could be wrong, but I think Itchy 
likes that entire dynamic more than the other ones. Um, I certainly liked it more, and I think, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say Shiori is my favorite character. Definitely of the main five. Okay, honey bear. <laughs> you keep saying that, you, but I, I don't take it as an insult. You shouldn't. Hey, it works. Hey, it works. Um, interestingly enough, listen, I, Gigi knows this. I have ragged on Maggie a lot, <laughs> mostly because unfortunately she stuck with the wet paper towel Otome game protagonist usually. Um, but believe it or not, this is actually my favorite Maggie performance, weirdly Yay. enough, because this yeah. girl has a personality. <laughs> like, she does. and it's the, the Shiori County storyline. It, it, it's the other one that I got into, aside from Makoto. And um, I didn't turn into a big, sappy, emotional mess as much as the Makoto one, but, like, mm-hmm. I kind of liked how that storyline progressed, and it wasn't... It wasn't bogged down by really weird, convoluted horseshit. Uh... Like, Makoto being a fox. My my being, like, this weird... Magic demon. Like, miracle worker. You have fucking Ayu, which, oh, lord, Ayu in and uh, of herself. We'll, Jesus we'll Christ. About that. Uh... I mean, like, Shiori's uh, bullshit is that she's got magical uh, Jun Maeda disease. But it's also the most realistic piece of it in a really weird ass <laughs> show like guess, this. I, Steph likes realism in her in her. Anime. I do like my realism sometimes. I like had forgotten this part, and so like when Kaori was like, "I don't see her," blah blah blah. I was like, "Wait a minute, is Shiori a ghost?" Uh, is Shiori the ghost that Mai is trying I to defeat? I thought at first Shiori was a ghost and that was going to be more horseshit. And I was like, oh no, Shiori's oh, oh, real. She's like, not, she's a real person now. That was gonna be she's a, a big kid that now. That was going to be a Bruce Willis, only he can see, or yeah, only the kid can see the Shiori kind of thing. Well, then I was like, is someone else a ghost? And I was like, no, that's not what happens. I was like, I know the ending to this anime. Like, I, I, I know what happened. I didn't. These questions. I didn't know what the You're, fuck was happening. You were asking happening. these questions on this rewatch? Gigi? Yeah, because I couldn't remember what happened. And okay, so we're going to go to the next set of characters, right? Is the next set of characters Nayuki and her mom? Yes, we are. Yeah, I'm yes. sorry, Stephanie. Okay, got- so I spent... I spent the whole so, so. anime thinking that Nayuki's mom was dead. <laughs> I was like, I know she dies. I know she dies. And then she tells Yuichi that Ayu is not dead. She's just been in the hospital this whole time. And then she oh dies. Like, so that's what I went in through the whole time. She's got the anime mom ponytail thing where the mom will be dead. And I was like, oh my God, the meme is wrong. That trope has been around for longer oh, than Attack Lord. on Titan. No, but that's the thing. Like, I thought it started here. Like, Ugu starts here. But I swear to you that the fucking mom was dead. And I was like, <laughs> the whole the whole show, I'm like, the mom dies. The mom dies. Okay, when's the mom going to die? Because I know that Ayu is alive the whole time. But then, like, as I was going, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
is is Ayu dead the whole time? Did I fucking switch this anime with something else? Because in my head, I'm like, am I thinking of Canon 2002? I'm like, am I thinking of Air? I was like, I know at the end she's in a wheelchair. I know there's a fucking wheelchair at the wheel- end. And Chris is like, that's Air. Yep. And I was like, no, <laughs> there is a wheelchair at the end of fucking Canon because Ayu's not dead. And I was like, the mom is dead. The mom is dead. And then when we got to the end and the mom wasn't dead, I was like, this is a dream sequence, right? Every, like, everybody fucking, fucking dreams. dies. I swear to you, I think all the bad ends in this game, or maybe in canon 2002, because it's been even longer since I've watched that, is that everybody fucking dies. Oh my god. Somebody please correct that, that's me. That's amazing. I'm sorry. This is amazing. But she <laughs> has fucking mom ponytail hair where the mom, it's a dead Can mom. You get a graphic up here of like that sunny Philadelphia clip with the strings <laughs> on the wall except it's Gigi's oh, face shit. in it instead. <laughs> that face Sylvia's dead. I swear it. <laughs> I swear to god the mom was fucking dead and then she's like nope I'm alive and I was like excuse me I was like when did the mom live are we- am I fucking going crazy yes yes like, you are this but is you're amazing. in good company so it's okay Anyway, that was my rant about how I couldn't remember what the end of Canon 2006 was. But also another fun fact about Canon, because I've watched this for so long. So Oh boy. I've had so if I ever have children, I've had my boy's name picked out since I was like a kid. Like I've had the boy's name picked out. And I was like, I can't have a girl. I'll never have a name for a girl if I ever have a girl. Right. So when this came out, I was like, oh shit. Like I'm going to middle name my girl Canon, but spell it correctly. So like this is a special place. And it's always been in the back of my mind. Like if I ever have a kid, like if I ever have a girl, her middle name is going to be Canon because of this anime, but spelled correctly. Because if you didn't notice, like all the titles of the episodes have some kind of musical term in them. Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. Why is canon spelled incorrectly? Because Oh, oh, let me tell you. Uh, because uh, Key likes to have weird Englishified names that are, incor- are incorrect because they don't know what they're talking about. The same problem happened in Clanad, where it, they thought that it was like the Gaelic word for family. It's not. It's just a family name in Gaelic, like the Clanad family. So I, I'm pretty sure that you can chalk up misspelling the word canon to just wanted to have a fun English name and didn't care if it was right or not. Well, anyway, now that I've shared more with y'all than I think I've probably shared with anyone in a very long time. (laughs) In case you were wondering, my boy's name is Lucas from Empire Records. Don't steal it. His middle name will be Gage from Pet Cemetery. (laughs) Oh my God. And my brother was going to name... Like, either one of his kids or his dog, Gage. And I was like, that is my name and you cannot have it. <laughs> and he was like, when are you going to have kids? I was like, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> I'm proud. Who is not my child's name. I'm proud of you, though, that you didn't decide to go for, like, a really uh, specific name for a kid that could, that will get them traumatized for life. There's, like, a... Uh, like an Am I the Asshole thread about a kid who has a really nerdy name and her parents are really into nerdy stuff and that's all they do or talk about. Oh my god. And she's like, I've, I've read that thread. Read that <laughs> so I'm glad, I'm glad that you know that you can have, you know, your nerdy obsessions, but give your kids a name that they can take to school. 
as as someone who has a name that is apparently to some people unpronounceable and you can't spell it and I never got a license plate with my name on it when I was a kid. <laughs> I will name my children normal names. There you go. And they will get their personalized license plate. Now I love my name. Y'all don't get to hear it, but... No, no, we're not gonna... It is what it is. Yeah, no, we keep that confidential. My name is the most basic-ass shit on the universe. And that, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's fine. fine. That means that people know how to spell and pronounce it. And you get a license plate with your name on it. My, my name is too long. I can't fit it on a license plate. The fact that I could not have a Minnie Mouse mug with my real name on Aww. it when I was a kid was Aww. fucking traumatizing. I was like, why? You just that. change one letter and it's my name. Why? I, I can empathize. I can because my name is also my real name is spelled in a way that few others have. Every work email, despite yeah. the fact that my name is in the signature, I get responses back like, you know, it's, it's missing one letter or two letters or all the letters are incorrectly spelled. So that's something that I can empathize with heavily. All right, I'm done talking about my non-existent kids. Let's. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, do you have anything else on uh, on this section of character? Oh, Lord. Oh, do I have anything? Maggie's probably my, this is my favorite Maggie role. It's actually probably one of my favorite performances in the entire show, believe it or not. Wow. Which is weird uh, to I say. It. Yeah. I really liked Shiori a lot. Um, Caitlin is good. Caitlin is very, very good. And again, the emotional beats for both Caitlin and Maggie are fun. And then Greg is just the butt monkey. That's all he's... Greg is the butt monkey in the show, but he's a good supportive best friend he too. He's not gonna. He's the good supportive. He's not gonna steal any of your girls, but he, he'll he'll help you with the dance. No, party. he is gonna rag on you for the. He's gonna rag on you for the amount of girls that or you had hanging around, though. That's just that's just how he be. You know, like, he's better than that student council president is. asshole. Oh, that bitch. <laughs> That, that guy. We we all that hate we that do. bitch. I'm glad he only stuck around for that those two episodes. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's it. No, I do. <laughs> I, I just want to ask before the last thing before we move on is uh, Shiori's uh, quirk in what makes her cute is also that she thinks of Yuichi as like an older brother, and she starts acting all mm -hmm. like Onichan around him. I'm going to assume that. That's not realistic. Like uh, most girls aren't going to start asking their crushes, "Can can can I treat you like an older brother and make you lunch? And uh, can you pet me on my head, please?" As that feels a little fetishy to me. Again, this is an eroge game. There's always going to be the oni chan. That's what the guys yeah, like. It is. It's gonna I'm happen. Just, I'm, saying i don't think that's that's realistic i don't think that's what girls really want to be like we're not talking about the girls this this was not made for us it's not this was made for y'all this true. was made for y'all y'all like to pat people on the head and and feed them let me spit oranges into your hand i was like is that sexy no. Oh, uh, <laughs> then I started making fox noises, and Chris is like, "It just got weird." It, yes, it did. It did. <laughs> I can't pet people on the head because oh, I'm too short. Shit. Thanks for making me feel bad, Jeej. 
Sorry, dude. God damn it. I'm taller than him if that makes you feel better. It doesn't. I still got head bats. It doesn't make me feel better. It makes me feel like I got the wrong set of genetics. It's okay, uh, yeah. honey bear. Well, well, since we've uh, we've talked quite a bit about uh, our non-existent children and the uh, what we're going to be when we turn to parents, we may as well move on to a dynamic that involves the only adult parent in this entire show, shall we? Oh, uh, boy. Let's go. The MILF energy is strong with this one. So. Hooray! <laughs> oh, okay. I'm glad we got the enthusiasm. So. <laughs> now, You're the welcome. one character who is in the main five, but doesn't really get her own route in the way that the other characters do, is actually the first character who we meet, which is Ayuki's cousin, Nayuki. Nayuki Minase is... Ayuki's cousin? Nayuki, oh, oh, hold man. on. It's to be fair, she is a route in the game. The, yes, you can date your cousin. It, no. Yeah, you, you. I'm not yes, surprised. Yes, but I don't. This. But they didn't really follow through on the uh, the romantic part of that in the show. They they kind of no because this anime had a little bit of fucking taste. <laughs> you think that's why? I I, well, I don't know what this I would is. hope you might so. Be right there's. Who knows there, at this point? There's a really good behind the scenes um, how the show is made on the the ADV DVD, um, the ADV DVD. Um, that kind of goes into not the the writing side of it, but like the production side. You know, the drawing, the animation, the backgrounds, the CGI, that kind of stuff. And the interviews with the director um, Tatsuya Ishihara gives any indication that he is a classy guy. He likes cute things, but he also likes classy cute things. So, you may be right. Yeah. That may be why they dropped the I want to date my cousin element of the show. And thank God for that. And atop of uh, Naihuki, we also have her clone. I mean, her mother, uh, Aunt Akiko. <laughs> her clone? The two look identical. Nice. There is like a few degrees shade difference You're not, in the hair. I'm not, say, I'm not disagreeing with you. And you just swap the voice I'm not around, disagreeing with you on that point. The, it, I am not disagreeing she, with you on that point because you are absolutely Nayuki correct. makes one comment about like uh, she doesn't know her dad very well, but it, I don't believe she has a dad. I believe that uh, she just sim uh, just broke off like an amoeba from Aunt Akiko and made a clone of herself. That's how she came into being. Oh, you don't need that. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, so this is the the characters who we see the most because they're they're interwoven throughout the show. Uh, but we do get an emotional arc with them near the end of the show. And that's where, well, the, the tears, they will fall. But Nayuki. Ah, Nayuki yes. is voiced by Jessica Boone, who is a really uh, well-known voice actress. If you were watching dubs in the mid-2000s, because she had quite a few roles, especially with the ADV and Sentai stuff. Uh, the thing in the meme sphere that she may be best known for is... Chio-chan in Azumangadayo. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> she's, uh, let's see, she's done uh, more stern characters like Asahina in Magical Shopping Arcade Abenobashi. And she's done the dark mean girl route. She was Princess Yu Ru in Princess Tutu, the crow princess. That's what I know oh, her for. Yes. What's that? That's what I know her for. There Roo. you go. Oh, oh yes. But she gets to play a much nicer character in this, or does she? Well, oh, yeah. well actually, we'll talk about that in a well, bit. She, she gets to play a, a nice. It, it, okay, now Yuki's a much nicer character. She's nicer. She, she is. Yes. Um, 
who is also nice is her aunt, Aunt Akiko, who is voiced by Joanne Bonossa, uh, who has also been around the block quite a bit. Um, and usually gets to play uh, slightly older, more mature-sounding characters. Um, she's uh, Ryoko in Parasite the Maxim. She's Yuzuki in Magical Girl... Not, sorry, not Magical Girl. Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. That's a different genre. Although, speaking of Magical Girls, uh, she's also really heavily involved in the Fate Kelliad Linear Prisma Ilya. Spent oh, all day trying Jesus. to learn how to pronounce that. As Magical Ruby. The wand Magical Ruby in that fate spin-off franchise i've seen literally zero of fate and so i have zero context for what that show or any of their ones is about i've never watched fate khalid fate khalid and i would rather not personally <laughs> well we get it that's just me well, we, get a, we get a different performance here because like i said she, she's the uh, aunt akiko is the only real adult we get she takes care of the household she cooks a great breakfast she cooks a piss jam that everybody hates and she's just <laughs> All around great until the very end when she has an unfortunate uh, automobile accident. Oh, yes. Truck-coon strikes again. Which, which they foreshadowed. I caught this on this rewatch that... Yes! She, I got that too! They foreshadowed Because it? at the very yes. first episode, as the kids are leaving for school for the first time, she says to them, watch out for cars. And you're like, oh, oh, I see what you did there, show. Because oh. I knew what happens to her this time around. I'm like, oh. You oh, yep. Okay. That was that was good writing in there. Uh, that was foreshadowing. Remember when I said there was again? This like, is my first time watching this, so I didn't even pay well, attention. Well, now you'll. To that, that's so. okay. Uh, this is like the tenth time I'm watching it, and I just found out that people are box cutter sand. But <laughs> rem- God, remember when I said that there was a dojin for this show? A very that, long running one. for the aunt? It is a 20 year old doujin. Apparently somebody drops a chapter like once a year and it is the mom. Oh my God. So when I is. so when I was like why why are they fucking the dead mom in the doujin? <laughs> she's not dead. She's, she's alive. She's not I was like, Truck Coon, does does Truck Coon get involved with the dead mom and the doujin? Is it like Truck slash Aki? There's a line here. Okay, we've already talked about how do cars fuck. We've already been through this before. I don't want to drag that back into the Did you see that show on like Discovery or I don't know about the guy who is dating his car? Of course. Like, yes, yes. I, oh I Every God. night. It's called, like, uh, My Strange Obsession or something. I'm familiar with the concept of people who are attracted to non-sentient objects, thanks to an episode of CSI. And he describes in detail how him and Truck Coon get together. Gigi, you're throwing us way and off I topic. Was... We're supposed to be talking about the mom oh, who makes Lord. the nice jam. Okay, so, so okay, all right, here we go. I'm not going to talk about Mama. I'm going to talk about <laughs> Nayuki because I don't know what this damn show did to Jessica Boone, but holy crap, does Nayuki not sound great until the very end of the fucking show? Again, what? when she has her emotional rollout moments. 
Like, I just, I can't. Like, I know it's the trope thing, but the the things with the cat, and she's not supposed to touch the cat, but she still wants to touch the cat, and she's like, kitty! Or maybe I made that noise when I was watching this, because I was like, <laughs> I love that that's me, because I can't touch her I love that image of, I can't like, touch both the show cat. and Gigi making the exact same sound unprompted from each other. I'm just oh like, God, that's amazing. I just like, I didn't get it. I did not get Nayuki until the very end. And I was like, oh, there's the Jessica Boone that I know. Like, there, there she is. is. And this is coming there from a person be. who doesn't oh. care for Princess Tutu. But the only things that I remember from that dub are Jessica Boone and fucking Lucy Christian. So speaking of speaking of talking about cats, my cat has awoken from his nap. And now he wants pets from me. Look, <laughs> kitty. Come here, I'm surprised. Bye. I'm surprised that that's Kitty. the part that you remember of Princess Tutu above uh, another actor who we'll get to in a minute here. Yeah, yeah, no, just that. But so, like, I just didn't get it. I was like, I don't understand why Nayuki is, is being really weird. Like, is she high all the time? I know she's not. Like, is she just tired? Like, when I get tired, I get kind of, I talk kind of weird, too. But it's normally, like, baby talk. Like, it up. He cute, he baby. He it's it's definitely. I watch a lot of Pokemon. I don't know. She's the one who definitely <laughs> suffered the most from the translation. Here's one element that they changed in the dub. Uh, she has a catchphrase in the Japanese. Um, every time that oh shit, she, she like clenches her fists and goes like fight in Japanese as like her um like uh rallying cry. Her like you know do your best kind of thing. They don't keep that in the English. They they change it each time so you don't realize that she's saying the same thing. So that's something that uh, kind of lost is that every one of the art characters has like their catchphrase. Ayu has her ugu. Shiori has her I don't like people who say stuff like that. Uh, Makoto growls. But yeah, they cut out Nayuki's recurring phrase in the dub. So I'm not surprised that huh. we're kind of like, I don't get Nayuki. Yeah, I don't know. And then like the whole time I just kept thinking the mom was dead. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, she kind of sounded, like, too young to be a mom. So I was like, okay, well, there's this doujin, so maybe she's a milf. I don't know. It's fine. Everything is fine. I'm getting a little loopy. You know how I said he baby? I'm in the he baby phase of my night right now. I mean, I got that. I, I, personally, I got that Nayuki's uh, thing was that she's supposed to be kind of uh, loopy and not the brightest box in the crayons. But also, it just didn't sound right. Nayu- like there are other ways Nayuki to do it. Nayuki may be a smart. Nayuki may be a smart cookie, but at the same time, she um, she's a tired cookie. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't know. I she- just I feel like there's other ways that you can convey the tiredness in your voice when you're it's acting. Fair. I just I didn't get it until it hit like the hard emo moments when she was talking like a normal person. Yeah, but and I was like, "Oh, there's Jessica Boo." Yeah, but that Thank you. that element was like complete opposite of the rest of the show, like night and day. It sounded like a completely different actress. It did, which is to me sounded more like Jessica Boone. Yeah. Like I just I didn't get I didn't get the like at first like I read the credits and then I don't pay attention and then I go back and then I read the credits again and I'm like, "Oh, what?" That's where she is because I thought she was the mom. Uh, oh, really? And oh. then I, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Okay, well, there we go. Anyway, he baby. Okay, honey bear. I, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> okay, boo boo. 
All right, we are. I gotta. I gotta talk about Chris Patton in a moment. So um, I'm gonna go back to Truck Coon. Y'all talking about yourselves. What do you think, Stephanie? Give give me your perceptions on Jessica Boone as the one character that you can't fuck in this show. But you can in the Dojin. We're not playing the Dojin. Dojin's unplayable. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Um, I mean. I don't mind Jessica Boone. It's it's this super sweet, like sugary tone of voice. Sometimes even more so than fucking Ayu, whose personality is just oh my god, I forgot we got to talk it's about just Ayu. cinnamon roll. <laughs> we haven't talked about Ayu yet. Oh She's we don't talk about Ayu. Oh well, no. <laughs> At least you didn't predict that your fish would end up dead. <laughs> I got, I got a whole theory on how you later. Okay, so I finally watched Encanto a few weeks ago, so I understand Yay. now why that song is fucking Welcome popular. To the family. Uh, wow, you watched a Disney movie. Congratulations. Oh my god, I watched a fucking Disney movie. Hallelujah. Oh sweet lord. Um, no, Jessica Boone is just this super sweet sounding tone of voice to her which is complete like Gigi that's not the Jessica Boone I'm used to I'm used to Rue from Tutu I'm used to um she was in not canon not this canon there's another canon fucking um that I have to subject Megan to cause I can uh she was in the other one right I'm trying to remember there's there's a canon that was like two early twenty tens. Yeah, I, I I don't know the the context of the show, but I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, she's in here. Oh yeah, she's one of the crazy girls. I think it's been forever <laughs> since I watched the show. <laughs> but um, no, like I'm used to like that different kind of Jessica Boo. I'm not used to super sweet, precious Nayuki. Um, there are moments where it's very adorable, and then there are moments where it's like, oh no, <laughs> I want to hit my head against the wall because I don't know if this is good or obnoxious or I don't know. Please eat I think the jam. I... Please eat the jam. <laughs> Just eat the don't fucking eat jam. The jam. Don't eat the jam. Just eat the jam. Don't... No, I refuse. Um... But, I, again, I think part of the issues go back to the the basic character tropes that these that these female characters are and how the actresses are, are stuck with them until we get the huge, like, emotional beats. And then it's just like, oh my god, they can actually act and they can do things. It, it, I think it's, it's the character tropes that really kind of hinder the performances a bit, honestly. Um, and with Jessica Boone as Nayuki, it's the same idea. The, I will say on Akiko, Joanne Bonasso, it's it stays with on Akiko is the same. Is the consistent character in this show, and I will say I love Joanne Bonasso as Aunt Akiko because it's it's sweet, it's maternal, it's very kind. But she's also like very easygoing too, and it's like <laughs> fucking Yuichi's like I, it's like if you t- if you ask out Akiko, I bet it'll only take her one sec. You take you get you one second for for an answer. It's like absolutely. And you're like wow, she's, okay. She's got a bit of the <laughs> trying to fill her empty life with more people. Like she's a little too willing to let 
random girls just room in their house. I mean, but at the same time, she's a very sweet maternal figure, and it's just very nice and comforting at times. And I really like Joanne Bonasso as Aunt Akiko, especially as the one, like, consistent adult character in the series. I, I think it's very sweet. It's very nice. And I don't have a lot of gripes with it. But please don't eat the jam. Please don't eat I don't, the jam. I don't know what that... I, I, it's supposed to be funny, I guess. They do the same thing in Clan Ad where someone makes like one item that doesn't taste very good and it's supposed to be a running joke. I, you take your guess about what she's putting in there. She makes it herself. That's your only clue. That's, that's all that's, you need to that's know. That's more than I need Ew. to know. She, cause she makes, cause she makes homemade jams all the time, but this one's her special jam. I'm the jam. only one in the world who makes it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Ew. Yep. And everybody hates it. <laughs> everybody hates it. Yeah, that's, it. That, that's no bearing on the whole plot. I mean, either everyone is a ghost and it's because of her jam, or it's just a weak joke. <laughs> I was right, see? Yep, yep. It's, the whole show is just, she's the evil diabolical genius. You thought that she didn't have a oh, job? That's Lord. her job. That's her full-time job. It's like WandaVision, you know? <laughs> I have not watched WandaVision. Same. Thank you. Well, then that joke will have no reference to you. But uh, Hooray. Yeah, I, I don't really agree with you guys about Jessica Boone's uh, non-serious performance being um, uh, stuck in an archetype that doesn't work for you. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, it doesn't work I for feel you. Like, I feel like it's stuck in the archetype. But it's also not the worst one that is stuck in that archetype, I should probably say. I like say. it because she's the only character who gets to be goofy. You know, all the other char- all the other uh, female characters, not just the ones that are in the like main route girls, but any of the side girls or best friend characters, uh, they're all uh, kind of on the more uh, doe-eyed, moe, cutesy kind of way, whereas Jessica gets to be funnier and gets to be, you know, looser in, like slams her head against the the table because she's so tired almost runs into the river because she didn't even realize that they had already left like that entire uh archetype is difficult to pull off in english and it's not as cute as the japanese like her japanese voice is way syrupier in the sound but mm-hmm. jessica makes the character i i think uh more enjoyable to listen to because it's so uh it's so klutzy. It's just an archetype that doesn't exist in any of their characters. And it really doesn't prepare you then for when things get really serious. And she starts beating herself up because she thinks she's the reason that Aunt Akiko got into a car crash. Yeah. It, well, she is. Because And, and I agreed with you. I, we were in the chat. We were saying, like, it kind of is her fault. Not to be too hard on her. But, yeah, it's her fault. All she wanted was strawberry cake. And if she didn't want strawberry cake, her mom would still be here truck coon but but it does it's i I, again i i think it was the i i liked it i guess i'm saying nayuki suffers the most from adaptation sickness definitely because you know we're not trying to pursue her as a romantic interest but for the parts yeah the the parts we get like she's talking to iu about how to make a meal to take care of her mom she's like uh the underclassmen look up to her she's always pushing herself and her teammates for their track meet which by the way i'm i you could not pay me enough to run a marathon in the middle of winter in the snow in nothing but shorts 
Give me oh, a God, sweatshirt. No. Give me thigh high. Give me something Absolutely to cover not. all of the skin up. And the same thing goes for the girls' outfits too. Those girl, schoolgirl outfits that have like that area where the thigh is exposed. Who designed that for winter? Who designed the winter wonderland snow-themed outfits that have bare skin at the thigh level when all the boys get to wear pants? I don't care. I still have qualms with that. <laughs> I, and all the girls are okay with that? They're like, yes, it's cute. It looks adorable. I That's a cute Santa outfit. But come, like, give them something to cover the legs. Give them some stockings, something or other. Okay, honey oh, bear. I, <laughs> the one thing that I've watched this, Let's... I'm like... <clears throat> I hope someone is counting the amount of times you're saying honey See, that's bear. That's how we know we're losing Gigi. Because that would be great. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with the performances. Really, I, I, I give, G, uh, not Gigi, I give Jessica more praise than I think uh, the rest of this group gives her. And to Gigi's point from earlier, yes, we are getting progressively better actresses as we go up the ranks here. Which must mm -hmm. mean that since we're at our final group here, we must be at the best of them all. Girls, now you get to play the Ugu. We get to talk about Ayusa Kimia. The true the ending. Ugu. It's actually not. not. It doesn't have a true ending. I mean, oh, I haven't played the video game, so I don't know. I looked. It's not available on, like, uh, it's not on Steam or anything like that, so you can't play it. No, you have to get, in order to play the game, you have to, like, hack your computer to an older operating system oh, no. and then download the game and then an english patch oh good. like even the the game that you would buy on amazon you have to download a patch for it to play it's not it's not oh, legal Lord. to play the game so i looked up the details for it and there is not a true route in this in this game so no any shit, girl huh? could be your true route which is good because you you wouldn't want yeah okay. you wouldn't want to you get a bit of diversity going yeah. on there. So Ayusakimia is, of course, the best girl. What? But we can't have a, a dating show without someone to be the fill-in for the main character. And that's where we get the true genius of canon. They didn't just have a faceless character who doesn't have any personality. No, we got Yuichi Ayazawa, the snarkiest, most sarcastic, and yet most lovable asshole that Akio Annie has ever created. Sassy bitch. No, Ash, no, you can't help him. <laughs> Stop it. He's whining to me. I don't know if you heard I him didn't. meowing. I was too busy talking about how much of an asshole Yuichi is. Slide, get away from my work stuff. Stop he's, it. He, no, he's getting he's not an stuff. asshole. I'm sorry. He's, But he's definitely snarkier than, uh, and I, I think, pretty much any other harem protagonist ever. You compare him to, like, uh, Kentaro or Tenchi or any other harem protagonist. This guy's the guy I'd go drinking with. Uh, I would not go drinking with his younger self though, which we're also gonna group in the young Yuichi because we have a lot of flashbacks throughout the show and you can't cast yeah. the, the male actor for the young parts. That would just sound silly. So we have a different actress who is voicing the young Yuichi. I think the actresses in their younger forms are playing themselves in their younger forms, so we don't have a recasting. More than likely, yeah. yeah. So, getting into this, Ayusakimia is voiced by Brittany Karbowski. 
is a fan favorite of very many people and has been around for quite a while, even up until the present day. She voiced Clara in Gleepnir, one of my favorites from last year's dubbing pool. Uh, if you're more on the shonen side of things, you probably know her as Wendy in Fairy Tale. Uh, we can go to one of my least favorite shows of all time, Pony Pony Dash, where she voices Maho. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Noah's complete disdain you... for I, this I, show. I despise that particular show. <laughs> I've never seen Pony Pony Dash. Don't. But it's still it, hilarious. I, I will continue, I will continue <laughs> okay. to hate it until the day I die. Uh, though, honestly, the character that uh, IU reminds me the most of that Brittany also voiced was Yuki in School Live, which also has a bit of a similarities in the whole delusional, does not know what's really going on, uh, and uh, has a mental breakdown near the end of it thing. So Spoilers! That's like a huge spoiler. I didn't say school what she also go Ugu. I didn't say what it was. Did she go Ugu as well? No. No, it's worse than that. <laughs> oh, God. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing all along the watchtower in my head now and thinking back to that show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I haven't watched school yet. Speaking so. of uh, wars, Patton, a.k.a. Chris Patton, who is the voice of Yuichi in this show, that guy has been around uh, for quite a while. He was basically the go-to lead male voice at ADV for a good number of years. Uh, he was uh, the lead character, uh, one of the lead characters in Princess Tutu. Uh, Fuck uh, here! here the, not the the good prince character who turns out to be... Uh, well, I'm not going to spoil that show, but uh, definitely dips his pen in the ink, we'll put it that way. I'm running out of puns here. I need to get I need to get Andrew to finish. Yes, you Tutu, do. I, th I think he'd like it. I really think he'd enjoy it. We we got through at least half of the show. That's an okay stopping point. It's an okay stopping point, but it's not the end of the show. But yeah, <laughs> so... like if you've been around, or if you were particularly uh, into anime in the mid two thousands, you know Chris Patton's work. You know his voice. He's apparently still mm -hmm. voicing stuff too. He's what character is he in Haikyuu? Oikawa, Oikawa, the best boy. I take your word for it. I ain't seen the show, and I, I don't know how to play volleyball, but I believe you. I believe Oikawa is the best boy, in no part because Chris Patton's voicing him. And also, we have young Yuichi, voiced by Shannon Emrick, who has been, again, has been around for quite a while. Uh, probably you remember from more recent Sentai stuff, like uh, Finn in the Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon series. Juna in Review mm -hmm. Starlight, and one of my favorite performances that she's done, uh, Ryu, Ryu in Gachaman Crowds, which is a show that I kind of want to watch. But for those who are fans of the Cage Crew Valentine's Day, she's Amnesia. She's Amnesia. And Chris Pat and Ayato in Dial Lovers. Yeah. So when I say you must be cold, and I say yes, Chris Pat, and I am. No. <laughs> like there the disdain is. I that Noah has for Panty Pony Dash is the disdain that I have for Gachaman Crow. Really? <laughs> I hate I haven't that watched show. either one. So. I hate that show. Well, we'll put it on the, the um, two review list then, so we can figure out why. No, Gachaman Crowds has been done. It's been done. Thank God. No, it has. I, no, no, it yeah. hasn't. Yes, no, yeah, yeah. There was an episode know, of Gotcha Crowd. The Pat only good Patrick part of that Patrick. show is David Wald. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, 
So I, I was talking about how uh, IU is uh, uh, voiced by Brittany Karabowski. I'll just be straight up and say, uh, for a while, I, I didn't have uh, the highest opinion of Brittany's, uh, like what she was normally cast as. And it was mm-hmm. very much inspired because of this particular role. And uh, I'm not going to... I'm not going to say I was right, because I, I was wrong. Brittany has become a very versatile and very good actress in many things. But this particular performance was one that was really hard to do well without being annoying. And it's, uh, mm, uh, it's very annoying. It's very annoying throughout a good show. Uh, IU's got to be... the Okay, it's the pitch. It is the pitch of IU in the Japanese was a little higher, much more uh, childlike. And that's really hard to do well in English without being annoying. So I, I was not endeared to IU by the end of it. Like, she got some very nice moments. Like, she definitely endeared herself in just hmm. trying to be a nice person. But the performance itself did not endear me to the character. I'm very sorry. So, okay. First of all, Ayu in Japanese is voiced by my favorite female seiyu, Yui Hori, who's amazing in everything that she does. And like I said, I'd watched the show like at least three times before the dub even came out. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that Brittany Karbowski, because around this time was when I watched everything. Everything that came out... I would buy. See, that was, I would watch. That was the good old days when you could do that because there weren't nearly as many things being dubbed back then. Exactly. It was super fucking expensive. Sure. But like, yeah, you could true. do it. <laughs> and I loved Brittany Karbowski. And I was like, how is she going to do this IU girl? And I was very pleasantly surprised because she's so cute in this. How can you not Ugu love her? It hurts me. I love her in this. Oh, okay. All right. Explain yourself. She is so cute in it. And maybe it's because I don't know which I watch first. I think I took a while to watch the Clannad or the Clannad Jesus, the Canon dub, mm-hmm. because I'm almost positive I watched Shattered Angels first, which sounds uh, very similar to this. Oh, as far as like the the quality of the dub or the the show itself? No, like like Britney's acting in it. Oh, oh, is, oh, yeah, because she's the main girl in Shattered Angels, and right? Shattered Angels is fucking terrible, terrible show. So I've heard. But heard nothing but bad things about it. I love it because of Britney. Never watch Shattered Angels. I've never it's heard terrible. Of it don't, don't watch. It's fucking bad. Shattered Angels is like a combination of different characters from the same company in one show, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, it was bad. But, okay, yeah, it was like the Subasa Chronicles for whatever company made it. But Britney was good in it, and I was like, okay, so this is basically like Shattered Angels, but a little bit higher. I don't know. I really loved it. I loved it when I first heard it. I still love it now. And I mean, like, you can say it's annoying, but I also have, like, a big thing for Britney Karbowski. Like, I can't think of one thing she's done that I dislike. Really? Yeah. I'm like, I love her. She's one of my favorite female voice actresses, like, of all time. Like, I just, she's just so good at everything. Like, but then you hear her do IU, and then you hear her in, like, fucking B Gotta HK, and you're like, what the fuck? That that did take me out of it. When I thought B Gotta HK, I still thought of her as, like, the IU character. 
And it was like, wow, like, Ayu grew up. Like, Ugu. Ayu traded, Ugu Ayu traded her Tayaki for cherries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I think this might be the nostalgia boner in me, like, going on and on about Ayu. But I really do like Ayu. I think she's super cute. Like, it reminds me of, like, just this time when, like, I would watch a ton of anime and I would just, like consume it and I would be so happy with everything that I watched like nothing was ever bad I don't know I also knew that she was still alive I I kept the faith that she wasn't <laughs> dead so I was just like I don't know I just I really like her in this like because I think the ugu is cute like and in the Japanese it's like the same cutesy thing too like this is the the I guess this is the trope that I get behind which is the cutesy ugu mm. I'm going to have wings on my backpack and run around being stupid. I mean, her dialogue's dumb. Like, don't oh, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, Ayu suffers from terrible fucking writing. Like, especially... Oh, Ayu. Ayu's writing is awful. Oh, like, especially the monologues. Like, when you can tell, like, she's fucking, like, it, either dead or, like, in a hospital somewhere. Like, at the beginning oh, the, of, the at the of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this reeks of Clanad and I hate it. But I don't know. I just really love her. It it made a lot. I feel like because the one thing I did do is I did watch a few clips of the playthroughs that someone posted on YouTube of this game. Mm -hmm. And I think it it probably played a little bit better in that because it opens the game, but it's just text only with that uh, that music playing in the background. So you don't have to worry about someone delivering the dialogue well. It works better to read it than to actually say it. Yeah, it's very atmospheric. And, like, I get it, but, like, I don't care. Like, I just want her to say ugu and, like, run around (laughs) and, like, jump (laughs) on Yuichi's back. Like, okay, to be fair, do not buy the romance between Yuichi and Ayu at all. Absolutely not. No, like, I don't buy that shit. In the acting, no, I don't don't care. Don't buy it. Don't buy the writing. Don't buy the acting. But Ayu by herself is great. And then Chris Patton carries this whole fucking show. If Chris Patton were not in this dub, I think for me, it would be unwatchable. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, I I 100% agree. Like, I'll go into it more in my final thoughts. But, like, literally, Chris Patton is the reason why I can watch this dub and not want to, like, hurl myself into the sun. You said that. And Megan also said the same thing. She was like... Yuichi is the one thing that is making it possible for me to get through this. Yes. Like, in the be- like he has, like, those little sexy lines that remind me of Ayato from Diabolic Lovers. And I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, Chris Patton, there you are. <laughs> okay, that's just a you thing. That's that, Chris that's Patton. I like but still. But he's really funny in this. And I have a feeling oh, that yeah, all the lines 100%. that I think were really hysterical were actually his ad libs in the booth. Chris Patton, if you're I listening to so. this episode for some fucking reason, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm just going to say an ugu a day keeps the doctor away. My boo. <laughs> Honey bear. Oh, shit. God damn. Honey. Yeah. Honey boo boo. But yeah. yeah his entire, but yeah, his entire, uh, pr- the problem is that, uh, maybe this isn't a problem, but I feel like is the thing I object to about Yuichi. Because I have nothing but 95% positive things to say about his performance. The delivery of the joke lines are hilarious. They sound ad-lib because they don't sound written. They sound like just fucking around in the recording studio. Then the the serious moments where he gets uh, sentimental about, you know, the promises that he wasn't able to keep or mm-hmm. why people have to suffer or trying to uplift people when they're uh, in themselves down. Those are all really good. The only problem, the only thing that suffers from this being a Chris Patton performance is... 
I wrote this down specifically because I might get some flack on this, is that Uh he struggles with helplessness. Like, in the Shiori arc specifically, he kind of has to deal with not being able to do anything. With the other uh, arcs of, like, Makoto and Mai, he kind of had an idea about what he wanted to do. Like, Mm -hmm. helping out the girls. With Shiori, he doesn't have a solution at first. And so he has to convey a sense of helplessness in his voice that the Japanese was able to do pretty well. But Chris Patton is just too uh, in control all the time. Even when he's uh, sad, he's got this sense of control. And in those moments, it it didn't quite match what the tone was going for. Interesting. I agree. I can agree with that, yeah. Like, because you would... Because Yuichi definitely seems like the kind of character who would be in control of everything going on and knows what to do. But then when something comes up that he can't control, you would think it, it would come out a, across a little bit more better. Mm-hmm. A little bit better, um, that lack of control instead of still being in control. You know what I mean? Yeah. You 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 would you would potentially hear that struggle normally, and you don't really have that no. here. Yeah, and this is not uh, again. It's not a knock against the performance because no, it's a it's a standout phenomenal performance, especially for two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Like this is the level. Like this is why the guy is still uh, around now. He's still. Uh, I think we found out he's doing voice acting work more nowadays. It's just a really standout performance and way better than any other harem lead that I've heard in anything else. Even mm-hmm. more than, um, I think another harem show we talked about was like, uh, God, I'm blanking. Uh, Chris, uh, Crispin Freeman in Chobits was another, uh, like standout harem protagonist, even though that wasn't exactly a harem. Chris Patton blows them all out of the water. I'd watch any number of har- low rent harem shows we've talked about with Chris Patton as the lead. Put him in Brothers Conflict. Make him the lead instead of the girl. Make Chris Patton the lead in that show. Well, to be fair, it also helps that Yuichi has a personality. He's such a personality, and it's so much fun to listen to. Oh, except, yeah. Except for, the, except for the small parts where, you know, they throw in lines like the R word, where it's like, okay, that's clearly crossing a line. Other than that, really good uh, performance that uh, definitely keeps us watching the show. No, 100%, like, as the character that's essentially the one through line in this show, (laughs) the one consistent thing, and the one that we're supposed to get our perspective from, Chris Patton 100% carries the show. Like, near flawlessly, just minor things, but... (laughs) But he does so well, and it's very good. And, like, the snark and the sass is great. His fun interactions with other characters is is great. He also really does hit the emotional beats very, very well. And the emotional dynamics with all of the female characters that he comes across over the course of the show, I think, lands very, very well, honestly. And it, it it's... It's probably one of the better performances of the show, if not the best performance from the show, honestly. Oh, because... I don't think there's any argument that yeah. it's the best. 100%. No, yeah. Like, the fact that he has to carry the show and be that leading man, he 100% does it. Yeah. Um, small, minor hiccups, sure, but he still does it, and it, and, it's, and all the emotionality is conveyed very, very well. You know? It's, it's great. I love it. It's so weird, like, hearing Chris Patton, of all things, 
be this sincere. Like, if you've seen, like, behind-the-scenes videos, the Princess Tutu DVD has, a, like, a plethora of behind-the-scenes video with Chris Patton. He's yeah. seen in the booth, he's, like, he's putting on sunglasses and putting on a, like, a Bono impression, doing his lines off the cuff, and it's like, this guy is a goofball. But here, there is no ounce of sarcasm in the really genuine moments. That is surprisingly it's it's almost like we're being punked kind of i mean i i can believe though he has like some good genuine performances though outside of that because i've watched rosafon thank you very much oh i haven't heard like a, a bad performance out of him it's the, the only objection i've heard is that his voice is so distinct that yeah. uh, some people object to that. I think uh, the last time I heard that was he was cast as the lead in The World God Only Knows, and everyone was gotcha. like, I know it's Chris Patton. I can't unhear Chris Patton. It's gotcha. good acting, but it's Chris Patton. Oh, shit, gotcha. I forgot he was in that. Yeah, that was I the last big I thing I heard it. him in. Do you I know there's also that. a character named Canon in The World yes, God there Only is. Knows? There's, there's an idol. There's an idol character in there that called that's called Canon. Yeah. Uh, also, Did it's a four-episode show. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Okay, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a show with a harem element to it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it very much does. It was cute. I liked that show. It was okay. I just, I think it was. It had too many seasons. <laughs> it died. <laughs> well, actually, I'll take it back. the The first season was good for establishing stuff. The last season was good with the whole goddesses arc. The middle section, you know what? We were, that was just padding. You could have you cut that part that. out. You could yes. skip that. You could skip that. What you can't skip, though, is young Yuichi. Because, again, we got to get a young oh, version shit. of Chris Patton. And I, I just got... Chi-Chi's <laughs> really like, God damn it. I, I mean, I don't have a ton to say because uh, it's... I mean, it's clearly an older adult character doing a uh, young boy voice. And it's it pulls off the emotional beats the way that it should. And especially in, like, the really intense moments, like, mm -hmm. Ayu falls out of the tree, spoiler alert, and Shannon yeah. has to shout, like, this really loud, no! And yeah. it's, it's the kind of delivery that I, I praise as being, this is how you do young male voices pretty well. If you really want the epitome of Shannon Emmerich voicing little boys, please go watch Vinland Saga, <laughs> where she voices young Thorfinn. Holy baby Jesus. <laughs> that one's an emotional roller coaster in of itself. Like, oh boy. No, like, I think I've had my gripes before with Shannon Emmerich voicing little boy characters, but Amnesia. now. Amnesia, that's not. I mean, Orion is an interesting. It's supposed to be a thing. juvenile young character. I'm aware, but like. Shannon really does know how to play those dramatic beats, too. Again, the last time I listened to Shannon Emmerich as a little boy was in Vinland Saga recently. Mm -hmm. And, like, holy guacamole, the dramatic points in that are just <laughs> spot on. And then you have, and then I'm going back to an older one, to which I didn't fucking know Shannon Emmerich has been around since the ADV days. Oh, yeah. Holy guacamole. Um, Jesus. But, like, it's the same tone of voice that's used for her more modern little boy voices, i.e. Thorfinn in this case. Mm -hmm. But it still works! Like, the dramatic beats are still there, 
And little Yuichi is also still the sassy motherfucker as he is. <laughs> Being sassy as shit to everybody, mostly Ayu, because well, of course. I was gonna say, like, like but he's got his, like, begging uh, Nayuki for extra money moments where, you know, it's it's not as sarcastic as modern day Yuichi oh, no. would be. No, 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 absolutely not. Like, and, and I like it. I think it works very, very nicely. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I've gotten more accustomed to Shannon at doing little boy voices a lot more now, and I, I, I don't mind it. Like it, like the more I listen to it, the more I get accustomed to it. But I also am like, little boys sometimes tend to sound like that. Sometimes. Like sometimes, like I, mean, I can, can believe still, it. You, well, you can tell that it's not a little boy because. It, there's a, a sense of del- of polishedness in the performance that clearly comes from a professional seasoned voice actress. Yeah, but I can still believe it. I can still believe it. Anything Shannon Emmerich does for me will always sound like the fucking fairy from Amnesia. It sounded exactly the same. As soon as I heard no. little baby Yuichi open the mouth, I was like, oh shit, that's Shannon Emmerich. Orion would not play the crane game bunches of times just to get the toy. I don't care what Orion does. They sound exactly the same, which is fine. It is what it is. It's a mid-2000s dub from ADV right before they went under. So good on ya. (laughs) It's true. That being said, I I would like to see, like, the alternative takes where they had Chris Patton voice young Yuichi. Oh, God. Without trying to sound young, just keep the, you know, the high school voice for a character that's three feet tall. Oh my god. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Just see Chris Patton read for baby Yuichi's lines. That'd be great. Okay, honey bear. <laughs> so so to, to wrap, to, the last thing then is, I wasn't really on board with Britney's IU. Gigi loves it. So the last thing we're going to talk about here, Stephanie, you're going to have to be the tiebreaker here, is IU. Great. D- is it I'm sorry, is it good or is it not so good? No pressure. Eh. Awesome. Eh. Great. Perfect. It's it's okay. Let me explain a little bit. Like it probably this probably goes without saying and as it'll sum up into my final thoughts on the dub and the show itself. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like I don't mind it. It's not super obnoxious to me. But it's also not the best thing that I've heard Brittany Karbowski do. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's serviceable. It is okay. The one thing I hate about it, and we and if I haven't fucking alluded at it this entire time, we're almost three hours into my audio file right here. <laughs> I hate the vocal tick with the oogoos. Okay. I heard about this. I forgot there was a show that did this, and this was the fucking show, and I hated it. It's it's like it's also like the fucking what we said this earlier. Eric did something similar, right? Gao, the, yeah, the lead character uh, supposed to sound like a dinosaur. Oh my god, it's supposed to be cutesy. It's, it's supposed, supposed to be, to a... be it's supposed to be cutesy Moe thing, and to me it's just like please stop. Please fucking stop. Now see, it's weird. Ooh, goody, you too. That's weird because that didn't bug me. Like it because I already like I don't buy the romance element here. I do no, buy I, the, I do buy the annoying vocal tick portion of it because mm-hmm. 
like I get what they're going for. She's supposed to act and look like a little boy. She even yeah. uses uh, Boku as a pronoun, and they point this out if you're watching it in Japanese. Like, there's a point where they call out, "Why do you use Boku as a pronoun?" Which is uh, not what girls usually use. They usually use use uh, Watoshi. Yeah. And yeah, so her personality is not supposed to be like a, a, I suppose, a believable little girl. So I don't even know how you could have an English performance of this that matches what the Japanese was even going for. I mean, you you can tell that they're trying to, with Ayu's character, they're trying to match more of the vocal quirks for the show. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whose decision it was to do that. I don't know if it was the directing or the English side of it. It could have been fucking Japan, for all we know, who's like, you have to keep the Ugu's. We don't know the circumstances you of have, this. Oh, you oh, have God, you... to keep the Ugu. It's like yeah, such a critical part of, of canon. I keep trying to call it Clanad, and I'm tired. <laughs> but Ugu is like canon. You have to have it. And you just, you can't not have Ugu's. I, I understand that now, and I mean... No, Ugu I, is the show's bread and jam. Oh, God. Also the dead mom. <laughs> also she, the dead mom. This Listen, Ayu's not dead. Ayu's not dead. I, I never, thought she was I dead the whole that Ayu was time. alive. I knew she was alive. Somebody trying the to tell me that it's like fucking air, the end of air. And I'm like, no. I... No, no. I, I, I bro, don't tell me shit. I this is again the only key fucking thing I've seen. <laughs> the end of air is like Vic Mignana is a bird. Like that's the end of air. God damn it. And it What the like, fuck? It's like it's reincarnated uh continue the path of his great 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 grandpappy and continue to watch over the Moe girl. Oh god. I didn't I didn't care for it. Air I'm sorry, Air is my least favorite of the Kyo Kiani. No, I still hate Clanad more. I just hate I just hate how it's paced. If it were paced oh, better, Lord. it would be a better show. Anyway, let's talk about Canon 2006 so I can go to bed. Ugu. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we've wrapped up uh, most of the thoughts on the whole thing. So, yep, uh, Yuichi helps all the girls out, does not really date any of them, although he really should get with Shiori. He She's dates Ayu! They kiss! No. They're the only ones that kiss. I, no, they're not. Shiori kisses uh, That is a petty uh, cheek kiss. That is a cheek kiss. That's, that's a cheek kiss. Ayu and Yuichi. Ayu Smoochies on the Ayu, lips. Ayu step that up. But she was a ghost, so does it really count? She's not a ghost. She's an astroprojectal version of her bed hospital cell. At this point, we're arguing semantics for a June Maeda thing, alright? <laughs> That's a good point. Everyone well, is dead. It's like that movie, all my semantics? friends are dead. Why do, why do they all have superpowers in the last episode? Truck Kun prevails once again. <laughs> truck Yuichi and Truck Kun, my OTP. I, I don't want to hear about that, Dojin. Gigi, I will let you have your final thoughts now as long as the words Truck Kun do not enter into that equation at all. It's not funny. I miss, I miss my nostalgia boner for this series. <laughs> I miss it. I miss my Yakasuka. Pinky promise. 
I miss the little song that they sing every time they do it. I don't know, oh, man. Shit. I think I really like most of my affection for this show comes from like fan subs, like literally from 2006. Um, because like I li- I'm getting it confused with Canon 2002. That's the only other thing I can think of. Um, still my favorite of the trilogy. If I have the choice to watch the sub or the dub of this, guys, I'm gonna watch the sub. Chris Patton but can only do so much. Aww. Like, Aww. but my my heart for this show, like, it belongs to the Japanese version. So. Is the English version unlistenable? No. Did I have a good time watching it for this podcast again? Yes and no, because I kind of had to like marathon it because I have no time to do anything. I am so busy. I literally slammed this thing in like three days. For uh, and we have oh. another recording you and I in like three Yeah, days. I forgot about Gosh. it. So I'll have to slam that too. Um. Same. And uh, like this is a two core. Mom. Guys, we can't do two cores for Valentine's Day anymore. Did we not veto this? <laughs> this and Yona are the only two core ones we've No ever more done. two I core trash piles. No, no. Like, I can't. No, next, we'll get, a tra- we'll get a trashy, romantic, not legal show that is only allowed to exist for 13 episodes. That's good. Oh, Perfect. Sweet Lord. Um, <laughs> no, I want to do, like, like, listen, we should totally just fucking do fire in his fingertips next Valentine's Day and call it a day. Okay. <laughs> Stephanie, this is your first time watching this. How did Canon hold up for you? It's okay, I guess. <laughs> like, this is my, my first soiree with Canon as well as the key trilogy like in its entirety because again the my only other experience is watching like two three episodes of air and then just never getting back to it because i'm like i don't know if i like this it's very weird that one (laughs) now tell you what no no just just watch the the parts that take place in the past no those are the worst parts you gotta watch the ones with the blonde girl no, you don't. And no, the those bird. are the worst parts. No, that's the best no, part. No, skip the... Watch the OVA in the... No, the OVA the sucks. Oh. Don't watch the OVA. Don't watch the movie. Just watch the show I, I, with the blonde anyway. girl parts. I get the OVA is a cock block. I get that, but it's Anyway! Oh, wait, we're talking about... I'm sorry. We are Listen. arguing semantics again. <laughs> no, it's not semantics. It's quality. That's all. Never mind. From, to me, at this point, it's semantics. So, anyway. You're too realistic. <laughs> Ugu. Listen, when I was <laughs> listen, realism is my bread and butter. Usually, <laughs> like when I was in fucking graduate school, I kind of I got into more of like the fucking Henry Henrik Ibsen and fucking Anton Chekhov plays. All right, let's be real. <laughs> and for all of y'all who know who those two playwrights are, I give you gold stars. They're, <laughs> they're overrated, but sure. You don't even know who they fucking are. I know who they are. I was okay. a theater person in college. Well, but... tell me tell me a couple plays they've written then, Smarty Pants. Can we do this after? <laughs> I just want to know. I just Tell me be... what you think of Canon. I will trim this out and we will talk about it later. I want to know how does the dub for Canon hold up? <laughs> it's okay. It's nothing too special to write home about. It... <sighs> It gets the emotional beats, 
and you do feel that it does pull on your heartstrings because this is June Maeda, of course, it is fucking finest, which is emotional, tearing your heart out kind of shit. But the rest of it is just like, I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know what to make of it some of the time. The dub is okay. It's it's gonna be one of those shows similar to, considering the three of us watched fucking Peach Girl together, it's gonna be similar to Peach Girl. People are gonna either love it or they're gonna fucking hate it. It's gonna, like, new viewers nowadays of anime are either going to love it or hate it. Longtime fans who have been in this community for a long period of time will be much more generally accepting of it, I feel. The dub here is okay. I've heard better things from a good portion of these actors that I'm familiar with. Of course, it's okay. <laughs> That's all I can really say. It's okay. It's not amazing, but it's not horrendous either. Because this really, this whole genre isn't exactly your bag to begin with, right? But the visual novel adaptation, like novel well, adaptation kind of thing, or well, more the moe portion of it, the the cutesy. Um, I want to protect and take care of them, which is substitute for romantic, uh, effectuation kind of genre. Listen, I did watch <laughs> all of the day I became a god. Thank you very much. That is, I believe, another June Maeda. So, I have also watched Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, I know you've seen it, but the question is, is it your thing? Like, do you enjoy it? Charlotte was okay. The day I became a god, I actually kind of enjoyed it, believe it or not. Okay. So, it, it's hit or miss for me, depending on what it is. It's hit or miss. Okay. Well, I'm so. glad we got you to at least in, uh, experience part of this. Even I got one one okay. third. I got one third of the key trilogy under my belt. Congratulations! Hooray! <laughs> also, I, I didn't see, I didn't see the play, but I am familiar with A Doll's House. I've read the short version of it. Okay, good, good. I got you there. Okay. Yes, I. Just you still don't. Say. You still didn't say anything about Chekhov, though. So I'm not nope. familiar with the names of his plays. I, I'm familiar with his techniques. Ah, okay. So the cherry orchard, Uncle Vanya. Yeah. Uh, those are, those are a couple of Chekhov's most well known. Anyway, I digress. All right, we'll, we'll do that for next Valentine's episode. Heck but yeah, let's do it. Reason, <laughs> no. Yeah, the reason I wanted to do this particular show is because <laughs> this was uh, one of the first. Uh, it, it was like the first of the the moe, the harem, the visual novel adaptation, like the entire genre of what was really defining anime uh, at the time. The the 2010s were just starting up, and I saw this very early on, and it really struck me as something that we don't have an American equivalent for. The closest thing that we really have are soap operas. It's a very yeah, soap opera-y kind of is, show. that is a pretty close equivalent to soap operas. You're right. But soap operas don't have fox girls and sword-wielding girls. Also You true. remember Passions? I digress. <laughs> No, in fact, no. I, don't think, I don't think that even exists. I think you're just making it up. Go look it up. Google the soap opera passions. I, I'll do that after this. Oh, I believe you. But I wanted to end this off by just saying that uh, in rewatching this with fresh eyes 10 years after first watching it, um, it still holds up as an emotional, heartbreaking series that is not afraid to be, uh, it, to get you used to the characters, to endear you to them. And then just yank that away from you. 
because it loves watering you up more for when you're about to have your heart broken. And because uh, we don't have equivalents for a lot of the archetypes in English voice acting, I commend the ADV staff for taking this on as really the first of its kind. They, they kind of helped lay the blueprints for what would become standard in uh, shows like Lucky Star uh, that was dubbed by Bondi a couple years later. Uh, Bondi also did Haruhi Susan Mia. You had a lot of other Moe series, a lot of which didn't even get dubbed because series like that were difficult to do. Studios who licensed the shows were too cowardly to even try to add English voices to it. So I cannot recommend this dub enough. That being said, I do think the Japanese is better. And I, I don't disagree with Gigi that if you're coming into it brand new and you're not hardcore set on picking between dub and sub because... I'm sorry. You, you're not, like, uh, really prefer dubs in the first place. You can go either way. You'll probably do better with the sub because it is a stronger performance. But the dub is serviceable for the bit parts. It's kind of what we said near the beginning. Its individual parts are not as strong as its hold. But those individual parts do make for a very memorable experience. And it will have you clutching for your tissue boxes when you least expect it. I didn't expect to get hit that hard with the emotional feels as much as I did. Like, not, admittedly. <laughs> not that tissue, not for that reason, GG. Get your head out of the gutter. Canon God 2006, just like Degrassi, it goes there. <laughs> well, I think we've, uh, I think we've. Canon, the next generation. Oh my God, can we oh, have don't. a Canon 2022? June Maeda, get on that <laughs> shit. Oh, Did no. you not know that they're they're they uh, they're currently airing a spinoff where the canon characters interact with all of the Kyo Annie uh, uh, cast? You lie! You didn't know about no, this. No, what the hell are you talking what, about? What's it called? Oh my gosh! Let me. What's the name of it? Okay, so uh, just this year, well, technically last season, uh, there's a sideshow called Kaginado, which is it is just what I said. It's like um, Isekai Quartet. Only it's with the Kyoto animation character. Shut up, no really? Shit. Hold on. Now I'm, now I'm gonna find you said it's a short? Uh no, it's uh I, I think it's uh full length episodes. No, it's shorts. I mm. found it. It's shorts. It's shorter ones. Okay, okay, there we go. It's, there it is. Oh, oh my there she God. is, Dongo Dongo. There you go. They have Clanad, there's Canon, there's there little Buster. There's a dead mom. It's just not dead. He's not dead. Whatever. Gao Gao is in there. You're just going to call this the dead mommy. Oh my god. They're all they dead mommy anime. from Aaron there. They got all, from the very beginning. They got, yep. They didn't hold back. They knew. Oh my the, god. They have the fucking robo from Planetarian, right? Oh my god. Is this they on did. did not know that was June Maeda. Oh my god. It's no, on Funimation. Holy shit. And it, I was going to say, it's being dubbed too. No way. Is it? No, it's not. Is, I, oh, I thought there was an uh, English cast for it. Hold on a second. Let me. I no. am wrong. There's no I am way. wrong. No, no. I'm I was sorry. like, hang on. <laughs> it has not been dubbed yet, but there's hope. So it has Little Busters, Clanad, Air, Canon, fucking Planetarian, and a show called Rewrite. I don't even know what the fuck that one Rewrite. is. Rewrite. I think I've novel. watched that. I'm pretty sure. I what the fuck? Okay. 
I'm glad this is what we ended up with. Oh my god. <laughs> well, my dreams have just come true. Ooh goo, alright. Anyway. Okay, honey bear. Anyway. Noah, where can if people want to watch this show, where can they find it? Well, what you gotta do is you gotta go to those fan sub pages that Gigi was talking about. Oh my because god. Because that's clearly the best way to watch it. No, I kid. Canon 2006 is available streaming on Funimation's website, Funimation Now. You can watch it there in all 24 episodes in both English and Japanese. Uh, I think you can also get it on home video as well. Uh, it's... It's one of the, I think it's available on the save edition, so you can get it for pretty inexpensive. Or you can mm -hmm. be like me and you can hunt down the original ADV big art box set that has the individual volumes in it. And of course you can uh, check out that uh, 20 year doujin that uh, uh, Gigi was talking about, because that sounds like it's worth checking out. I mean, I don't know what it is, I just, my boyfriend told me about <laughs> it. Oh, sweet lord. That's all the best stories start. So this is what my boyfriend told me. Yeah! He it's never steers me wrong. Never, never. That's why we keep him around. <laughs> Love you, Itchy. As for us, we are the Dub Talk Podcast. You can follow us here on YouTube, or you can follow us on all our bar audio streaming versions like Podbean and Spotify, all the finest places where podcasts are available. Heck and yeah. you can also follow us on our social medias, including Twitter, which is when we update normally. And you can follow us on our Twitch channel, which has been getting a lot of active use recently. So Yay! if you want to see the Dub Talk members take on the latest and sometimes the oldest video games, that's Heck the yeah. channel to check out. Now, to end off here, we want to give a big ooku thank you to our Patreons, because not only do we have all those socials I mentioned, we have a Patreon, where if you chip in a few dollars a month, you can get the episodes early, get a special shout-out like the folks I'm about to mention here, and help get the episodes out a little bit earlier. Those individuals are like our $5 patrons, which include Nico Robin, but with yaoi hands, <laughs> Michelle Travis, Megan's mom and dad, Sue Tweet, Julia W., and Victor Mayberoda. If you want to be even more amazing and get that special taiyaki that we keep for only the finest of our patrons, you can join our $10 patron tier. These are the people who get the episodes out on Wednesday instead of Friday and get our ever-loving support. Those people include Marissa Lenti. Thank you so much, Marissa. That includes Jacob Wilson. Keep up the voice acting, my good man. Those include Crimson Echidna, who uh, I have been told in our Discord is also in the corner with Andrew. He knows what he's <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Crimson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you also to Anthony Brown. Could not do this without you, sir. We could also not do this without Carly Lestikow. Thank you so much on this special Valentine's Day. Thank you, Jared Hawkins. And I also have to thank otaku anthony whoop, whoop. every single one of you are amazing again our love on valentine's day goes out to you yay and to wrap this all up Gigi, what do you do out in the world wide web you can follow me on twitter youtube twitch and now uh pop shop live at anime palooza if you have not downloaded wow. pop shop live please download the app if you're in the united states uh, available on android and ios if you use the promo code gg22 that's g-i-g-i-2-2 uh that would be very great i'm doing my very first show on uh 
uh, the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, I believe at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. So please come and support me over there as I start on my next venture. Yeah. A couple days after this episode comes out, uh, put it on your calendar. And if you're watching this after it's already come out, Go check it out now. There will be more shows. I have to get my schedule together, but my very first one will be on February 15th. Yay. Now, Stephanie, what are you doing out in the, not just the World Wide Web, but uh, the real world as well? That thing that's outside of the internet. I mean, I finally have a job again. (laughs) Stephanie got a job. Oh my God, she's employed. Oh my God, I'm fucking employed. I've been employed for like a month now. She's desirable. It's part-time, but I could go full-time in the coming months. We'll have to see how it goes. Anyway, uh, if you are interested in the shit that I do on the internet, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at LilacAnimeReview, with review being spent R-E-V-U-E. I do have a blog, Life and Times of Talk at WordPress.com, that has slowly been collecting dust and I need to update. However, uh, speaking of that Twitch channel that uh, Noah so aptly mentioned, uh, I have been streaming on Twitch. At the time of recording this episode, I'm streaming Animal Crossing New Horizons, typically on Sundays and Wednesdays, but because of my new work schedule, I'm just going to do Sundays for right now, and if it's a quiet week, I can do Wednesdays, but we'll see. Uh, And I stream alongside Andrew on Sunday nights. Uh, By the time this episode goes live, we'll have just finished Eye the Somnium Files, which which we've been playing for like three months. But I'm soon cool. I'll get soon I'll get to pick the next game. <laughs> but first, if y'all are listening to this on Friday, February 11th, the day this episode in theory should be coming out, we will be streaming on Sunday, uh, the 13th, 13th uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, I we're gonna play our first uh, multiplayer couples game. We're doing Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> is is the plan? Hopefully we'll have a second controller by then, but that's the name of the game is we're going to play Untitled Goose Game. So <laughs> we're going to be in for uh, some goose shenanigans. So I didn't understand a word you just said. You'd have to come by the stream when we play Untitled Goose Game. It's fun. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what video games are. <laughs> but as well, if you... I, I, I don't... I don't think Noah knew about this part as well. Uh, if you missed any of the streams on the Dub Talk Twitch, you can head over to our gaming channel, Dub Talk Gaming, where you can catch up on all of the VODs and catch your favorite uh, playthroughs of the different games and the different hosts uh, whenever you want. So if there's that. Thank you. I need to remember to include that in the, the shout-outs as well. Well, I mean, it's still relatively new, so... Yes, but need to need to still point people need... towards that direction. Yeah, we do, we do. But anyway, I'm done. What about you, Noah? What the hell do you do on the internet? I date all of the women. I, I <laughs> town to town. Okay, I honey bear. Who's got problem. He I, dates yeah, all I, of the women as the only married man in the group. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely. He dates all of the women as the only married man. Let's. How about you go tell Jenny then? See and how. That's why on this Valentine's Day I will be sleeping on the couch alone. <laughs> so I have to all of you men out there. Do not do this. Do Love not do and that. Respect your woman. As she respects and loves you, which is why in the real world, I love my wife, Jennifer. Happy Valentine's Day, honey. And I love my children who, you know, are continuously giving me lifeblood through this now, coronavirus. Now, now he's trying to suck up and get, redeem himself so he doesn't get sent to the couch for Valentine's Day. 
I mean, it's deserved. I, I'm not going to that. <laughs> He's not but denying it. <laughs> when I am not sleeping on the couch, you can follow me on Twitter at NoahClue. Uh, animation discussions and images of the pupper who is sitting right next to me. The doggo! It's just, it's just me and her and the kids tonight, so Aww. she gets to sleep on the bed. She's so lucky. No, sweet puppy. She is a cute pupper. Um, and you can, and also I have a YouTube channel, uh, it's titled Noah Clue. The URL is Journey Traveler, but if you just look up Noah Clue, you should be able to find it. We'll see if I ever get around to adding content to it, because I do enjoy getting to have, uh, more, uh, condensed discussions about animation, and, well, maybe get that sweet, sweet YouTube money while we're at it. Probably not, but one can wish. Probably not. Let's be real. <laughs> Well, that's our Valentine's Day episode, everyone. Let's all uh, let's uh, grab up our uh, pork bowls and our. One pork more buns thing and... to note: at the time of recording this, and the time this episode goes up, this will be your final week to vote in the Viewers' Choice Dubby Awards. Yes, that's right. Please go oh, do that. Go. Voting closes at the at 11:59 p.m. on the 18th of February. So please go and vote. Yes. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. But before you do that, of course, uh, go out. Enjoy your significant other on Valentine's Day. And if yes. you don't have a significant other, just tell the people in your life how much you love them because mm-hmm. that's that. it's good to hear that even if it's not in a romantic way. Friendship is also a very good commodity. Guys, just friendship like is... You, friendship with all of the girls here because he doesn't get with any of them. Except for Ayu. Guys, 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 would you, guys. Would you, would you say friendship is magic? Guys, 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 I love you. I love, love you. you too, also, I love Chuckcoon. <laughs> I am disconnecting your audio now. Have a good Valentine's Day. We will see you here next year where we do this thing all over again. And I'm sure I'm going to be sucked into something that is not nearly this. Noah had his one year where he's just like, I don't have to watch garbage. One day, one day. That's Noah had his good. one year where he right. doesn't get the get, get thrown into the trash pile, we'll and now again. he's wasted his one shot, and he's gonna get thrown into the <laughs> trash pile next year. No way! Uh, no, uh, no regret. Put the fire emoji in the comments if you want to see us do fire in his fingertips next Valentine's oh, Day. Oh God damn! Okay. Is that the real title? Yes, that is the real title. Fire in his fingertips. It's exactly oh, what Lord. you think it's about. I think it's a spinoff from Avatar where we find out how Zuko... No, and then the Fire no, Nation attacked. It... Yeah, exactly. Guys, just remember, if you get burned this Valentine's Day, an Ugu a day keeps the doctor away. No, yes, the that's fu- how we have But to here's the... Pr- no, the Fire Nation <laughs> didn't attack Truckoon did. All right, good night, everyone. Love <laughs> your faces. Have a good night. I'll talk to you all, everybody. Aloha. Happy... Whatever the day is that you watch this.